We're going. Oh, God. Okay. We're good. I felt horrible when I was doing some research before we started chatting. And I saw you actually had to put the pronunciation of your... <laughs> yeah. So do you just get Luhi all the time? Always. Pachi called me Luhi till like, I don't know, a month ago. <laughs> but it, I get it. Where's it come from? Lohi, she's like this, in Finnish mythology, she's this witch who lives in the north. And she steals the moon and she steals the sun and just like the vibe. Where do you find these things? <laughs> okay, well, this is like embarrassing because I talked about this all the time and it's so long ago. But like, I lived, I lived in Europe for a year, and I lived in Finland, and just like, I guess, I always liked folklore. Like, it's, I don't know, maybe it's why I like metal music, <laughs> and like, yeah, just learned like right, reading about mythology and stuff like that. And Lohi was like what I was into in terms of where I lived and then just like she sounded super badass cool do they embrace that kind of stuff more is it a culture then not that I notice no like it's pretty secular or you had to go looking for it or yeah I like I liked reading like I don't know you I know you're like a metal fan but I don't know if you listen to like a monomarth I'm kind of stuck in the 80s and 90s like (laughs) it was funny when we were chatting I'm always going to be like yeah. Checking that. No, I um, too. I don't know. I'm stuck in the 80s and 90s. So yeah. like it blew my mind when you were like, well, what's your favorite of the big four? Because I'm like, <laughs> how do you know who the big like I have a big four shirt that my friend grabbed me because he went to the Yankee Stadium concert. <gasps> Holy shit. And so, yeah, it's like got the guitar pick with the American flag and it says like the big four and it has their logos on the back. But that's my. Did they do that tour around here when they did the big four um, tour? I don't even know if it came to Canada. Oh, okay. I'm assu- like, there's another tour going around that I just looked at for someone. Um, and it's always like Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. Like yeah. they might come up through like the northern states for Minot and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But otherwise it's like. It like, sucks. And I'm, before I even moved to Regina, like I used to come here all the time for metal shows. At least like here or Saskatoon. But there's so few bands, like even the small ones who I like who stop around anymore. Like... Metallica hasn't done Saskatoon since the 2011 tour. No, they were here just a couple of years ago. I went. Did they? Yeah. I thought um, the closest they came was Edmonton. No, we went to Saskatoon. It was like in September sometime. Hmm. Last year or the year before? I can't remember. Okay. Maybe I'm burnt out on them then. Yeah. But I have, I don't know, I've gone six times and yeah. as super fan <laughs> as I am, right? Like... It was neat originally because I saw them in 97 yeah. and that's when they had like, they'd cut their hair was that short. your first time? Hmm? Your first time seeing yeah. them in 97? I have had, I guess, super like bubble parent, bubble wrap parenting. Oh. <laughs> I might've been the original like helicopter child. And so when I, it's funny, I discovered metal because my sister dated like the metal guy in high school, yeah. right? And so all of a sudden he came around and I would have maybe been 13, 14 mm-hmm. and he had a, at the time a cassette case right you got you at the right age right and so he opens it up and there's like metallica and anthrax (laughs) and like but the classics like puppets had just come out and so this is like prime metal and um maybe peace cells for megadeth and just all that stuff right and so i'm innocent like i only listen to top 40 on the radio and so i think at the time he gave me master of puppets like laughing kind of like this will just knock this kid's socks (laughs) off right and just i don't know it was the 80s so you didn't 
get much exposure from like what wasn't on much music which was still new yeah. right it's harder to share music back then or discover it well I guess. there was tape swapping but that's oh, okay once again shows me how old i am right <laughs> and so yeah like i still remember to this day plugging in the cassette and pressing play for the first time on battery yeah because it's like that melodic introduction right and i'm like well, this isn't so bad and then it's just like boom boom and it blows you away yeah. right and then that and just it's still probably my favorite album of all time. Yeah. And just because it goes from that to Master of Puppets through all the nice songs, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a bass solo in there. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> you don't hear stuff like that, yeah. right? And eight to 12 minute songs don't exist right now either, right? Oh, God. Yeah. And to have them go through all the different tempo changes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it blew my mind, right? And so I was hooked. And then I think within six months, Garage Days came out. And then I was like right into it. And I remember when. What's on Garage Days? It was I, like I a, can picture the cover. Because that was their first project with Jason. And so they kind of, they uh, didn't, because okay. Cliff died. Yeah. They hired Jason and they did Garage Days, the original one. And it has like um, Last Caress, Green Hell, The Weight, Helpless. Um, there's two others. Now I feel horrible. But it was just, I think it was their kind of like proving grounds for the new guy, right? Okay. And so they did that. And then a couple years later, then they did Unjustice for All. And I remember like that was when they did their first music video for one. And like I remember at the time everyone had like all these like fun like dancing around. Yeah, like hair metal music (laughs) videos where it's all like jumping around and fun and we're all having a great time. And so the video for one came out and then it traumatized every single person Mm -hmm. that saw it. Right. Yeah. Shit, war is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, and then, but then they went on tour, and it's hilarious because they had the cult opening for them. Oh, what a weird lot. Well, I, only, I think I only know one cult song, but. She Sells Sanctuary. Edie? About Edie Sedgwick? Oh. Ciao, baby. <laughs> Maybe. I, they were the hair metal to me, right? Like, oh. the furthest I got into hair metal or hair rock would have... Like, I didn't even like Guns N' Roses until, like, mm-hmm. way later on. Yeah. Um, But, like, maybe Motley Crue was the extent of, like, that stuff. Yeah. But, like I said, we got top 40, right? Yeah. So it's... You don't get a lot of edgy mm-hmm. stuff. And then, yeah, so, like, that tour happened in it was late 80s early 90s so i would have been like 16 17 yeah and so the parents were on lockdown right they're like yeah you are not going to see this oh, concert the satanic panic right yeah. oh yeah it's just once again it was the 80s like D D <laughs> was considered satanic yeah, when i was a kid fuck? right that's why i liked watching stranger things mm-hmm. because the kids are playing D and i'm like yeah that was frowned upon <laughs> that's so weird and so i couldn't go to that tour and then when the black album came out that would have been 91, once again, still in high school. Yeah. Lockdown. There's no way you're going to see that. And I can't remember who opened for them back then. Or they just did three and a half hours by themselves. Is I can't Black remember. Album the mainstream one? Yeah. That's okay. Enter Sandman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, to me, that song isn't even like one of their 20 best songs <sighs> to me, but... It's a bop, I'd say. Have you ever seen the Josie and the Pussycats movie? Like the live action one? No. Okay, it is like genuinely an awesome movie. Sorry, I'm probably getting us off track. But anyway, there's like this subplot where, so the band 
the premise is there's this boy band called Du Jour, and um, there's like all this infighting in the band, and so their record label like crashes their plane, and then because they don't want to deal with this like band breakup, like they just keep need to keep milking the cash cow. So then the plane crashes in Riverdale, and they go meet Josie and the Pussycats, and then sign them because like we need a new band. Anyways, then the whole movie's about like. I don't know, corporate corruption and, like, capitalism. And then, like, yes, Josie and the Pussycats is a late-stage capitalist movie. No, and that that 100% was their, like, coming-out party for the mainstream, right? Yeah. And, um... Sorry. No, it's... I was going to finish the end of the story, which is going to tie this whole Metallica oh. conversation together. Okay, so at the end of the movie, they're, Josie and the Pussycats record label is, like, forcing them to play this show, even though they know there's, like, subliminal messaging in their music. And du jour, the band from the beginning, shows up. They survived the plane crash. They're all in body casts, except for their lead singer, who, like, just has an arm sling. And they're like... Yeah, we would have survived the crash fine, but we landed in the parking lot of a Metallica concert, and they beat the shit out of us. And then somebody's like, well, you look okay. And he's like, and I thank God every day that I knew the lyrics to Enter Sandman. Oh my God. You gotta watch it. Okay, sorry. No, that's fine. I'm trying to remember because I know the name of the one girl from Josie and the Pussycats in the movie. Uh, Rachel e. Cook, that's Tara Reid, and... Um, Shit, Rosario Dawson. Really? Alan Cumming? How young would Rosario Dawson be then? Because she's like 50s now? Late I 40s? Know. I definitely saw it in the theater when I was a kid. So. But Rachel Lee Cook, she's the one I was trying to think of. Because yeah. she was a teen movie person. Oh, was she? For, yeah. That's the only movie I've seen of hers, I think. Okay. I worked at Blockbuster when it was <gasps> still around in oh the city. Oh my god! Yeah. Did, did you work at Blockbuster when they had the Pokemon Snap machines? Yes. I completely forgot about those till you just mentioned them. What was that experience like? Um, I it was neat because I was there from '96 through 2000, almost up till the death of Blockbuster. Yeah. Um, because they decided not to buy Netflix. (laughs) They had the option. Yes. Oh no. Netflix was a mail order service at the time. Yeah. They would mail you the DVDs and you would mail them back. Right. That was like. Long distance rentals, I guess. I knew that, but I didn't know Blockbuster was offered. Yeah, I guess Blockbuster had the chance to buy Netflix out, and they didn't. And then Netflix ended up being the streaming service. How many years later, right? So it's Yikes. kind of funny. And there's one Blockbuster that left makes me on the sick planet. To think about. <laughs> I'm still amazed. There's one Blockbuster left in like Oregon, and they still run the same computers and the same software from 1997. Oh my god! So not even Pentiums. That's vaporwave in action. <laughs> it's dedication, though, right? Yeah. Like, now they have to create, like, everything that corporate would have done for them to add new movies to the thing, right? And to put them up on the wall still. And, like, that's, yeah, that's a labor of love. Yeah, because there was two left. One was Australia, one was, like, Portland, Oregon, or some just outside Portland, Oregon. I'm okay. like, who's, yeah, like you said, it's like a labor of love. Like, who decides that I'm going to run a blockbuster for the rest of yeah. my life? This is it. This is what I want to do. (laughs) I want to wear a blue shirt and khakis forever. There is like a lost art to the act of going to a video store. Oh, yeah. Like 
1998 blockbuster was insane on Friday and Saturday nights. But that's what everybody did. Let's go rent a movie. Like, that was before DVD, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like you're going and buying those or renting the giant clunky things, right? And, like, I don't even know if... Are you old enough to remember blockbuster? Like I... Like, I've been to a Blockbuster once because I went to print off my Pokemon Snap stickers. But, like, I grew up in a small town and we didn't have a Blockbuster. We had, like, the our movie rental place was ran out of, like, the pizza delivery okay. service. I'm from Melville and it was the gas station, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's wherever. Same but, thing. yeah. But, yeah, like, Blockbuster was insanity. I can't... Man, Pokemon Snap. I completely uh, forgot about that. I've looked online a few times to be like, I wonder if somebody still has these machines. Because, like... They've got to be somewhere. Oh. I still have when the original. I was there when the original Red and Blue came out. Yeah. For a Game Boy, and then Yellow, and then all the other stuff came along mm-hmm. after that. And then I was there when the first movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> because we had to like open them, take the movie, and like get everything ready. Mm-hmm. And I still have in a box somewhere. Every copy of the movie came with a Mewtwo card. <gasps> And I have a stack of them sitting around somewhere. Oh my god. Limited yeah. edition blockbuster Mewtwo <laughs> cards. But, Is yeah. it holographic? I can't even... No, it's it's that piss poor 1997 Pokemon art. Okay. <clears throat> like, it's... My kid went through a Pokemon phase and, like, the art now is amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, they hire legit good artists. Back then, it was... Nowhere near as good. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like looking at 90s magic cards compared to now, right? Like... I didn't... Uh, that's something that's never occurred to me the changing art style of like trading cards well yeah it's like my friend who did that the star wars book he's trying you have to he's trying to be an artist for magic but since they're the end all be all for games now yeah they can be super selective and they want people who have like the magic look right like Mm. you can't put your handprint on their art they tell you how to draw stuff yeah yeah or you have to have their style of like Excuse me. The, the elves have consistency. Right. Like their universe has a certain look. So all the elves have to look this way. It's not how elves look. Right. Yeah. Like I've seen lots of goblin references from you. Right. And it's like <laughs> when. But when you look at goblins throughout like the Lord of the Ring goblins, when you see them in the movie, they <laughs> don't look like goblins the way I envision them at all. How do you envision a goblin? Um, Lately now, like Pathfinder is kind of like a spinoff of D&D. Yeah. And I like their versions of goblins, but they're. They look what weird. What like? Like their heads look like Ernie from Sesame Street. Like they're, it's like, <laughs> it's like football shaped sideways laying down. But then because their smile can be so long oh, yeah, and yeah. so toothy, yeah. they look more sinister, right? Mm. But yeah, like, I don't know. I always envision the D&D goblin, right? Yeah. But like even one of your emotes is, <laughs> or is it for being a sub? I can't remember. Yeah. One of my emotes. Yeah. Is a goblin, right? Yeah. So tier three, tier three sub. I'm slacking. <laughs> no, no one needs to pay twenty five bucks yeah. for my content. It's, I guess that is why I asked you to be here. So we might as well slide into the Twitch thing. I'm sure. <laughs> Four hours later. Yeah. After talking about the, after reciting the entire Josie and the Pussycats movie. No, but you can see why, like. It's so funny when I do this and like I stole the entire format from how Joe Rogan does his. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't do pre-interviews. He doesn't whatever. He just like here, come in, sit down, record. Yeah. And I love that because 
I don't know. I can talk forever. And most people I know, like it's easy to have a conversation. Just yeah. 10 minutes in, you forget this is in front of your face and you go, right? Yeah. And like the most like kind of awkward non-flowing one was even an hour and 10 minutes. And I've had ones with my friend who did the art for, um, you know, you're from Saskatchewan mm-hmm. and he does all the art for Cartoons Magazine now. Um, we've had ones up of four hours. Oh my God. Because... <laughs> But it depends on how much you have in common and yeah. how much you can talk about. Like, he's a gamer. He's played WoW since it came out. So have I. Yeah. Um, so he's a gamer. He's a comic book nerd. He draws comic stuff and he loves pop culture and movies yeah. and stuff. So That's where I was nervous because, like, I feel like I have a lot of hobbies, but, like, an extremely surface level knowledge of all those same hobbies. <laughs> but it's what you have time for and what you can invest in, right? Like, yeah. you said you're in a book club. You obviously have a day job. Yep. <laughs> and so I think I think pretty much all the ones I know from Saskatchewan, except for the big one, which is Alinity. Yeah. I'm assuming she doesn't have a the day problematic job. problematic queen. I, here's my dirty little secret. Didn't know she was in Canada, literally. And to make it worse, I didn't know she was in the province. Yeah. I didn't, like, I knew who she was. Like, I had probably clicked follow at some point because she was one of the featured ones right yeah and then i got to know more about her with the vodka thing right yeah because she like i think put vodka in her mouth and fed it to her cat right yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god and they're gonna send like animal protection after her and then when i'm reading the article online mm-hmm. it's like oh and the saskatoon chapter of animal protection i'm like yeah wait what yeah wild but <laughs> i don't know why she's still here like, like, I don't know if she has a family obligation. Right, like... Well, I think she's from, like, somewhere in South America originally. Right. Um. So maybe she, like, married somebody from here? I'm not sure. Yeah, like, it... I only know about her controversy. I've never watched any of her Well, there was series. the vodka one, and then there was, in one stream, she, like, her cat walked across her keyboard, so she, like, picked the cat yeah. up and threw it behind her. Yeah, that's when I heard about it. Because I don't think I heard about the vodka thing, but I did hear about the cat throwing, because yeah. it was in the leader post. Yeah, and it's yeah. so when she started getting local coverage, I'm like, why do a bunch of old people at the Leader Post care <laughs> about a girl throwing her cat? And then I'm like, holy yeah. fuck, she's in Saskatoon. And so, but she easily has like probably at least, I would guess, like a thousand watching at a time. Oh, or yeah. pushes she's a thousand. She's one of the top streamers, I'm pretty sure. Right. Like, and so that's why I'm like, why is she still here? Like, yeah. she's not here for the weather, right? Like, <laughs> I'm a big wow guy, and so I don't know if you know who Asmongold is. No, I might know his Dota name. <laughs> yeah, I guess. See, like, MOBAs, I didn't get into until recently, and I mm-hmm. still have friends trying to talk me into, like, League of Legends, and then I have other yeah. people that are Dota people. It's funny, and then, like, because it's all a spinoff of a mod mm-hmm. from Warcraft 3, <laughs> and yet Blizzard has the shittiest of the MOBAs. Yeah, what? Like, they pulled all funding for esports now yeah. on Heroes of the Storm. I knew that. I played Heroes of the Storm once and hated it. See, but I don't know the intricacies of, like... Because I suck at them. I am the worst at <laughs> any MOBA. Like, DC Comics tried making one. And that was the... What? It literally lasted six months. <laughs> what? Like, what was the point? Like All the lanes were, like, either... I think if you were, like, heroes, it was, like robots or like police officers and if you were on the bad side um then it would be like joker minions or lex luther robots or stuff like for me who loves dc comics and comic book stuff that was my favorite one but then they had to then they had to take wonder woman and what kind of powers would she have and all this and like 
what do they do when they're in their lane and stuff like that. I so like, that's kind of a sick concept, actually. It was super cool, but no one played it because like League of Legends has and Dota are like still number one and two probably for yeah. the streaming platforms, right? Yeah. And no one can steal that away from them. Mm-hmm. Like Fortnite kind of swung in for a while, but now that Ninja's pissed off, it kind of has <laughs> petered away, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just because those games have been around for like. The original Dota is what? Oh, 2002, God. 2003? I have no idea. A long time. Yeah. And so it's kind of impressive to see that games that old have this staying power, yeah. but it's it's addictive to kind of like, and every game isn't the same, right? Mm-hmm. So and I think and that's what- And the changing, what, like all the patches and stuff, like you're always changing how you play, it seems. Doesn't that trigger people though? Like, don't you get good at a character? And then all of a sudden it's like, they change? <laughs> yeah, one of my Twitch friends had said, I'm quitting Dota, they nerfed my hero. But then it was like three weeks later, it's like, okay, I've forgiven them for now. <laughs> but yeah. But it, isn't it, because how many dozens of heroes are there? Oh, there's like 150 or more, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know, I like the patches. There's been certain things in every one that I don't like, but it's kind of like, yeah, it keeps things fresh. Hmm. It's fun. And then, like, different heroes kind of become popular at different times, so you learn a lot more about what each one does. So how many of the 150 do you have? Because I'm assuming there's a giant... In Dota, you get them all off the start. Oh, so it's not like LOL. No. Dota, yeah. Because I had friends try and talk me into League of Legends, and I had, like, five people. Yeah. And it's like, for 40 bucks, you can get, like, eight more, and I'm like, I don't see where this is. Yeah, you can play any hero when you start Dota. So then where's the money wall? Because Dota is still one of the top money making games every month. Yeah. Like, or do you buy skins or? Yeah, you can definitely buy skins. And um, they kind of have like different events throughout the year. Like when it's the international and they're trying to raise money for their prize pool, they have, it's like battle pass. So you can pay oh. however much money you get. You'll get however many skins or like different perks, like voice lines. Like oh, it, okay. it never affects the gameplay really. Um, but just like gives you the look cool factor. So you get like emotes, skins, yeah. voice lines. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I guess it's how like Fortnite, you don't actually pay to win. Yeah. But you have kids paying $25 because they want the new bunny costume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I always wonder because every month, one of the YouTube channels I watch, he comes out and he lists off the 10 most money making PC games, mobile games, and yeah. console games. And MOBAs are always in there. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed it was like you had to pay like 10 20 bucks per hero yeah or grind dota. some kind of in-game currency yeah. right no not in dota because like last night you spun and won something and i'm like i'm so lost i don't know what you just yeah. got no that was just um for chinese new year they just have a little event so you can like gift each other envelopes and then you get to spin the wheel i got like a new courier pretty cool it's panda you seem pretty pumped. I was so pumped. <laughs> like oh cute couriers best part of dota besides high fives I still have yet to, like, open Dota Underworld or under... Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't even know what chess is. And I think it's just, like, Dota chess. It was a... It was a Dota mod called Auto Chess. Yeah. And then the company... It's so funny because Dota was a spinoff of Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. But then Auto Chess was a spinoff <laughs> of Dota. And yeah. the company that made Auto Chess went off and took it somewhere else <laughs> so then dota was like oh shit so the they made amoeba just breaking apart right so then all of a sudden the original company was like shit so then they made underworlds yeah and then um league of legends had to of course make their version now called team fight tactics so all of a sudden now yeah. there's 
it's just it's funny how flavor of the month works right it's yeah auto, <clears throat> like i can't think of any other mods at least as long as i've been like into dota that have caught on like that yeah there's a lot of like custom games but i never play them did you see what blizzard did a while ago because they re-released warcraft 3 yeah and if you already owned it the new version overrode it and when it overrode everything they had a new terms of service because they had no idea what a phenomenon dota would become right yeah and so someone used warcraft their Mm -hmm. blizzard programming and design it's the map right like the lanes that's what the brilliance of it is right and then where you hide the creatures that kind of give your team power-ups and how you win it right and so blizzard got nothing out of that they tried to make their own version and it sucked (laughs) and so they got nothing out of it so when they re-released warcraft 3 reforged they changed the terms of service that if anyone going forward makes something in warcraft 3 they own the intellectual property oh wow scumbags yep god because they're still every game company shitty now they are blizzard ea people don't like rockstar yeah, Bethesda went bad. Yeah. Is Fallout 76 finished yet? And it's been out for two years? <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're all assholes now. Nintendo's like, still good, I think. Yeah, well, I don't know. I like them. Yeah. I think it's funny, like, the last... Because, once again, when I worked at Blockbuster, we would get all the brand new video games. So, yeah, yeah. I, I remember I played Pokemon Red, like, all the way through and <laughs> finished it. When that came out, and then when N64 came out, we played, like, GoldenEye and all the Mm -hmm. classics. The original, Mm -hmm. like, good Mario Kart is in there. Yeah. Like, even Downtown Baller still has N64 Mario Kart tournaments, right? Really? Oh, yeah. (gasps) That's my shit. See? And that, to me, was the last great console for them. And then Wii was kind of neat because the nunchucks... It's pretty revolutionary, yeah. And moving around. So I had that, and it was fun because my son was, like, three at the time. Aw. And so then he's, like... Playing tennis. Yeah, or boxing, right? And he's just swinging his arms. It's like, oh, you knocked out the easy guy, so cool, right? And so I have a Wii U, and that's still kind of, like, half nunchuck, half whatever. Mm -hmm. But I started a Mario Kart League in my office, and that's what we do at lunchtime now. That's awesome. And it's so funny because, like... When you say government, like I'm government payroll. And so, um, (laughs) but my exec director, we got a new one like five years ago and he's my age. Yeah. And so he gets it and he wants, I hate buzzwords, but like corporate culture, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I didn't make this league to like get brownie points with anybody yeah i want to play mario kart at lunch mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i put up a poster and i had no idea in a building of 130 people that like 30 some percent of them come and play mario kart and Holy. signed up from 20 year olds to 60 year olds that's awesome and with the wii u you have the option of any controller through time cool and so some use the steering wheel yeah like the people who suck at gaming it's like one casuals yeah the filthy casuals i set it down to like 50 cc so that you can't go driving off the like the easiest right but i want everyone to have fun yeah and so the ones who aren't good at video games get the physical steering wheel with a gas button on it Mm -hmm. and just putt putt right that's Oh, that's inspiring. Like, there's so many things we try and do at work to, like, build culture and whatever. But, like, something like that just happening organically. Like, you can't force it, right? Like, no. There's a there's a culture committee. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I have nothing to do with it because I feel a lot of the people that... Let's regiment our fun. 
Right. It's like it's forced fun. <laughs> yeah. And so a piece of me kind of grins because I don't think they've ever had something that like mm-hmm. the the chair of the Public Service Commission knows about my Nintendo League, right? Yeah. And so and I already have ideas of what I want to spin it off to, right? Like I found on Etsy they there's a guy who 3D prints the actual trophies from inside the game. So there's like oh the turtle cup, the sunflower yeah. cup. Um, and so I want to, and they're like 20 bucks each. So I'm going to go buy those online and have like trophies. That's and, awesome. So. Oh my God. So yeah, like. You better and, put that on a staff room. <laughs> put that success story up. No. My one, <laughs> my, my one, the woman next to me was the uh, take this job and love it last week, last month. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Task room. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's just little things like that or else um i put up a poster once because i'm mostly a pathfinder guy but i bought where is it there's a beginner box for D fifth edition yeah. and it has pre-made characters you don't have to put any like effort into making a guy like mm-hmm. everybody gets one character randomly yeah and you just and there's an adventure in there that lasts however many sit downs right cool and so i'm like i put up a sign i'm like we'll see if i can get five people Filled up? It, it filled, and there's people waiting for the next one. Oh, my God. And one of them, once again, was the guy, who, my executive director, because he's my age. He's mm-hmm. like, and it's so funny, because he's like, suits, and like, he's the one who runs our building. Yeah. But he'll come out, change into like, his t-shirt and sweats, and like, sit there. And I bought each of them. It's, I went out of my way. Like, I bought like, envelopes, and I put char- the character sheets in, so they had to randomly pick. Cool. And then I went online online and found a deal for like sets of dice yeah and so they all got their characters with a set of dice for each of them and yeah and we come out we were doing it like once a month we would sit down order dinner Mm -hmm. and play D &D. cool and once again not a corporate culture thing right it's just fun so fun but damn that's awesome good for you but it's super fun right and then it makes work more fun because then people are talking about it yeah building like yeah, when people talk about, like, networking, like, that's it. It's, like, actually making a real connection with somebody. It's not like having some artificial work-related talk. Yeah, it's... And some of the stuff that, like, the actual committee comes up with, I'm like, who who thought of this? Right? Like, I get where it brings everyone together, right? Yeah. But it's like, is it really fun? And, like, when it's forced, there's people that are going to be resentful. Yeah. And they don't want to be there, and it's like... Okay, whatever. So I just put up signs and I'm like last week I put up signs and I said, February 11th, 12th, 14th, I'm going to have my Nintendo at work. Come up to the boardroom. We'll play. Yeah. And it's so funny because like I said, 20 to 60 year olds show up. We're all playing. We're all around this giant boardroom table, Mm -hmm. handing the controllers around, taking turns. Some of the student employees are in there like doing their homework. (laughs) And it was so funny because like the other day I looked around and I'm like, when's the last time I've been in a room full of a bunch of people where some are doing homework, some are playing video games. Well, something like Mario Kart is like definitely multi-generational. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Some remember the Super Nintendo, the first one. Yeah. Most people remember the N64 one because that was like the first good super yeah. fun one right like the three-dimensional one I think one. the Wii is where that happened because like the games were easy enough that your grandpa could play them yeah. or your little baby like it wasn't it didn't require like the coordination of even like Mario Kart like yeah. steering it's yeah, just like flail your arms around it'll probably work <laughs> yeah so it's just I just found it was super fun that like I wanted to have fun for me mm-hmm. at work and ended up like involving because I wanted to get around 10 people for Mario Kart and mm-hmm. it's 
at 35 and creeping up still. Yeah. Holy. That's and, awesome. And depending on what day I put it, certain people can come or not for lunch mm-hmm. if they have obligations, right? So yeah. I try to put it in as many places as I can mm-hmm. and then go from there. But now I'm trying to like invent a turn a tournament that's going to get everyone that their people won't quit if they get their ass kicked. Yeah. So now I'm like, how do I make it so that like Ooh, you got to make like the seeds, like the brackets. <laughs> but is that insulting then? It might be. It's so funny because I'm so anti. That's a tough line. To right? Walk. Like, yeah. I'm not one of those people that is like, give every kid a trophy. Because my generation didn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you have a trophy if you got first place. And that's the it end of the be. line. But now all of a sudden, I'm trying to create a league where everyone feels like they're a winner. And I'm like, I'm doing. Well, it's not about being a winner. It's just having fun. Right. Maybe if you just like randomly picked the brackets. So, like, yeah, it's because I don't want to be like, okay, you noobs over here, mm-hmm. you're in the C League, right? Because yeah. then all of a sudden, then they'll be like, well, why should I come if yeah. I'm the C League, right? Put everyone's name in a hat. Right. And, but obviously, like the 20 year old summer student, he walks in and he gets first place in every race and laughs at us and leaves, right? So it's like, okay, that's. <laughs> if that's how he needs to get his confidence, no, I think but, that's a service in itself. <laughs> yeah, but he's probably played more hours of Mario Kart than I have, and I'm twice <laughs> yeah. and I'm twice his age. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just he's really good and yeah. reflexes. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think that's half my frustration getting back to MOBAs mm-hmm. is. I played really shitty video games through time from the Atari up till now. <laughs> yeah. And so I just can't process everything going on. Yeah. In Dota, like, I don't know. We it's can get a back. lot to remember. Like, who's in, like, the headsets and mics must make it way easier. And you're playing with people you know, yeah. I'm assuming, most of the time. Yeah. And so over time, you build your strategy and you know what lane is yours. Mm-hmm. But, like... I, I tried to watch a video when my friends were recruiting me and the guy's like, hey, do this and this. But all he's like, they yeah. were they were like every three <laughs> seconds, look at the map and assess it. And I'm like, what do you mean every three seconds? Look at the map and assess it. I'm like, I'm in panic mode. Try not to yeah. die. It's a lot to take in at, at first. Like, I think that's where a lot of the new player frustration comes from is like, there's so much shit to remember. And like, I've been playing for so long now and I still don't know like what most of the items do. Like, I just like YOLO it. It's so hard. And then even like how to decide when to go back and buy your upgrades and Yeah. Like I know in League of Legends you only get the is it you only get the money if you do the killing blow. Is that the same in Dota? Uh yeah. Well everybody gets like passive gold that just kind of builds up over time. Okay. You get more gold if you get last hits on creeps. So and then um creeps. Yes, not minions. What, uh, and yeah. then I think, I don't know how exactly it works, but when there's like a kill, like a, a little bit of the gold goes to everybody who's involved, like whoever assisted okay. the kill. And then when you um, take towers, you get gold there too. Okay. I'm not that good. <laughs> it's so, a lot. Yeah. So you've been a gamer your whole life? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I watched my brother play it all the time when I was a kid. Like he'd always let me watch him play Street Fighter, and I remember when he got his N sixty four and watching him play Zelda, and that's like pretty much when it started. I think I only played Nintendo like pretty much my whole life, um, until I got my computer. So what got you to buy in on like PC gaming? Because it's not cheap. No, well, I had like a MacBook, so I could play some games on it, and I always okay. loved stuff like I don't know Harvest Moon and like little games like that, so I could play some some stuff on my MacBook. But then when I really started liking to play like more, I guess higher quality games, that I needed something better, and I wanted to stream. And yeah, I want to have a decent setup. Nice. When did you decide you wanted to stream? 
Oh, a long time ago. But then I didn't buy a good computer for a long time. I seriously played Dota on my MacBook for like five years. Holy. It's oh, it's hard to go back to. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, how long's Twitch been around? I think I found out about it three or four years ago. And it was just through like, because I'm older. So it's like, it's not, I'm not in that version of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any young gamers. And so I used to play Magic. And one of the big magic companies that toured around and did tournaments mm-hmm. live streamed on Twitch. And that's mm-hmm. how I found it. So every Sunday morning, okay. I would wake up and on my weekend, I would flip on yeah. their coverage of a magic tournament. But all it was was like a tripod camera facing down so that you could see the table oh. and what cards they were playing. Yeah. So it was a pretty easy rig, right? Like yeah. one table at an event yeah. would have this like big thing with a camera mm-hmm. propped up and you would play your cards underneath it, right? And then... So that's how I found out about it. But I didn't kind of shop around yeah. into every, like what the other categories were. Mm-hmm. And then I got mad at Magic because <laughs> they made it that you had to spend more on a regular basis to stay up with the cards that you could play. Oh, they have like a re- releasing new ones or? They have, they pretty much do four sets a year. So every three months they have a whole new set of like 100 to 200 new cards, right? Okay. And to play what's called standard for a while there it was always the two years worth of newest cards so every oh i see so after a certain amount of time they like these ones are so once a year they would kick out a year's worth of cards and bring in a new year's worth of cards yeah and so and it's like five six bucks a pack now right so it's not cheap Mm -hmm. to get into and so at one point they dialed it up that they made it every 18 months okay that cards got kicked out so they just they were like spend more faster right yeah and so i was like fuck you and then hearthstone came out Mm -hmm. and i'm like cool a digital card game it's way easier yeah yeah like there's it's just not a tote bag of cards yeah and i (laughs) could get rid of all my magic cards and then hearthstone's all virtual right yeah and at the time i don't think blizzard was as despised right so yeah (laughs) but then i started finding streamers for that Mm. and then it was funny a lot of the high-end Hearthstone guys were Canadians at the time. It was kind of really? neat. And so, yeah, I started branching out and finding stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then it's... So, I don't know. It's, I think it's... in the depths of hell that is Twitch. Yeah, and it's got its good and bad, right? Like, yeah. That's cool. Like, how many years have you been doing it now, then? I don't think it's... Or has I, it been? It's either a year or, like, not much more. That's right on. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. Met lots of cool people. It's... Yeah, I like never had online friends really because I was too scared to talk to anybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, fuck it, start streaming on Twitch. And then I made all kinds of nice friends. It's How long did great. it take you to, is it partners first? Affiliate, then is partner. Affiliate, then partner? Yeah. How long did it take? Because mm. there's certain metrics that you have to match, right? Like you have to average so many viewers per stream. Yeah. You have to do so many hours per week. Mm-hmm. And there was one other criteria. Uh, you have to have 50 followers. Right. Yeah. And that's where I think I gave up on it. I'm like, I'm not going to get 50 people to follow me. Yeah. It seemed like a long, hard journey for sure. <laughs> but it's it's like it's gotten easier after that. Yeah. Is it harder in such a big game? Like, I think so. But anytime I've tried to play other things, like... Uh, I don't know. I don't quite get, like, the uptake. And I guess I have, like, my usuals. So yeah. they like to watch me play Dota probably more than anything for the most part. And, yeah. 
I guess, yeah, the metrics kind of show you how many people kind of poke in, how long they stick yeah. around, and how long they yeah, ditch out. Yeah, that's cool right? looking at that. I don't know. I find it depressing because it's like in, oh, out. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Keeps so many. You in check. Yeah. And just seeing what things work, right? Like mm-hmm. people who don't have a camera mm-hmm. generally do worse. Mm-hmm. And then just the quality and the time that you put in for having like cool pop ups when someone follows. Yeah. And like, it's kind of neat. Like when you think it's almost like television production quality equipment that you're yeah, messing with. Pretty much. Like Streamlabs is pretty cool with the things you can do yeah i think you can get pretty in depth in it i'm like i'm just so bad at stuff like that so i don't i keep saying like i need to have a day where i just sit down and make this baller and i never do it i still like, have the same stock gifts no but you don't is it pikachu i can't remember what you have yeah, now pikachu's my sub there you go hamtaro's my follow you think i'd remember i subbed yesterday but yeah that's right <laughs> um yeah it's just i Felt the 50 was out of reach, mm-hmm. but I don't put in the time and the effort with it, right? Like I'm yeah. diff- like this I'm putting a little more effort into, right? Yeah. And it's like, and I can only, I don't think I could reach the metrics because I'm a dad every second week. Mm-hmm. And so I only get two weeks a month Oh yeah, yeah. where my evenings are open. Yeah. And so it's like, I think I kind of did the math and I was like, I don't think I yeah. can hit the numbers they need mm-hmm. at 50% time. Yeah, yeah. Or if I get on a roll and people start investing in me. Mm-hmm they'll stop watching if I disappear for a week, mm-hmm. right? Like, <clears throat> have you taken any long breaks? Since? Yeah, when I went on holiday, I did. Well, you went to Japan. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that was like a three-week break, and it was a slow recovery after that. So I'm trying to like stay strict on my schedule these days. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, I'm assuming people are pretty fickle. Like, if you disappear for a few weeks, they're going to kind of... Mm, I don't know. Like... You have some pretty hardcore, like... <laughs> It's the same people, right? Yeah. Which I have, I have a good crew for sure. But that's yeah. what you want, right? Mm-hmm. And then if yeah. you have that standard, if your room fills with your standard people, then yeah, you move up on. It's been so much easier now that there's like kind of the same people in your chat all the time, like not having to talk to yourself and like try and be like all hype when there's like nobody watching. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> but yeah, there's like usually somebody to talk to now. <laughs> And if, and like, I've kind of got a rapport with some of them now too, right? Because yeah. they know who I am. Yeah. And so I'm assuming part of it too is if you come into a chat room, if it's a bunch of people trolling, they're yeah. going to leave. Yeah. And so at least you have a nice, like, people are interacting with you or interacting yeah. with each other. Like, I don't even know what happened when I subbed last night. It unlocked a bunch of stuff for other people. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, whatever that just did, right? Yeah, that's like a new thing. It's sub. Uh, sub points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a little icon at the bottom. Yeah, and so like, the more you interact, like the more rewards you get. Is that it? Because I notice every 10 minutes, I can't remember, I get more points just for being in the room. Oh, okay. You get points just, if they add up over time as you're Your passive kinda, gold, your passive sub points. Yeah, just it kind of <laughs> dings up as you're going. But yeah, after I type something in, it like popped more points. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then when I subbed, it's like, ding, it's more oh. points, right? I feel yep. like I'm at a slot machine and I'm pulling the arm and it's like, you're getting yeah. more points. Getting those emote alterations. At Christmas, it was like my little alien had a Santa hat. It was awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do you design your own kind of emotes and different I got perks? somebody off Fiverr to do them. I just said, I want an alien. I want a goblin. <laughs> Can you do it? And they did. They look great. Yeah. Pachi has some awesome ones because he's such a good... Like we were talking about, he's so talented and so many different styles. Yeah. 
He has some great emotes. I'm assuming he's a graphic artist by no, trade. That's no. his hobby. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's super cool. I think yeah. he wants to go to art school, but. That's neat. Yeah, because when I tuned in, like the guy, the smoking guy picture. Yeah. And he's just like, to be able to do that, interact with people and whatever mm-hmm. is super cool. Like, And he is like, he's so good at so many different art styles. Like he was drawing one um, over Christmas of all his like Twitch friends. It was like a big snowball fight with everybody. And so everyone looked really cute and cartoony. But then he draws like the hot guy with his smoke <laughs> and like, whoa. Stop it, Punchy. I must not have notifications on for him. I'll have to flip them on because yeah. after that one I haven't, or when I go on, I don't, I I was guilty at the beginning. I would, because it always says like, here's everyone that you've liked. Yeah. And it starts with the high numbers and I'm assuming yeah. most people will come and be like, oh, this person and mm-hmm. click on them, right? I try to scroll down yeah. and find the people that I've found nice. entertaining and work my way up because yeah. some of them will have two, three, four, six, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that kind of you want to help. Yeah, yeah. That's, like a, it makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, like the one example, and I was terrible for it, was like the guy for WoW, Asmogold. Yeah. Um, when they relaunched um, Classic WoW, mm-hmm. he had 120-some thousand oh people gosh. watching him. And it's like, how do you even compete with that? Because he's the end-all, yeah. be-all. And it cracks me up because he's this redneck from Texas. Really? Yeah. Like people like him because he's so non-politically correct. Oh, no. And he's right. <laughs> but it's a train wreck because he's so like he says words that you're not supposed to say anymore. Like oh. it's cringy, but that's why people watch it. Right. Like and he's so weird because he's still like he lives with his mom. Is it an act? No. And. But some people have accused him of like being a different like when are you when are you acting for the Twitch camera? Like I think some people have like their character. Yeah. And then there's them in real life. I think a lot of YouTubers totally. have a persona. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So like how much is a persona and how much is the real person? And I think he plays up the Texas redneck. Yeah. But it gets some viewers. Yeah. Because at any time he'll have 20,000 people watching him. I think he averages 23,000 man right (laughs) that's wild i know and like but i think there's a bit of a trend where like like in influencer culture when like there's the people who have like millions of followers or like are already really famous like i think more people are seeing the value of like having somebody with a lower follower count and like companies too investing in like kind of the mid-tier or like micro influencers because like they do have those closer relationships with their with their followers like they can like their comments on their instagram post or they can do whatever whereas like the famous people they'll never like they're too busy they have too many followers to have that interaction so like the mid or low level influencers are like good investments but also probably good for people who like genuinely want to build an online relationship because like it's like you have more access to that person almost well at what point is chat flying that you can't even make sense of like it's scrolling past what's going on right yeah sometimes like if it's i don't know i think i usually only miss chat if i'm having like a big team fight or something but yeah it's usually easy to catch up yeah but even for me who's like a dota dope and i don't even understand what's going on half the time Mm -hmm. um unless you get excited or someone else says something like i'm like okay that's what's going on like but i'm there for the people and the interaction right and then i slowly am learning about the game but it's like 
I don't know, like you want to build, like you said, like a good community of people yeah. and then hope that it grows. And mm-hmm. um, have you had to block many people? No, not one. Really? No. That blows my mind. Fingers crossed. I've just yeah. jinxed it then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've not blocked anybody. I would assume that you have, I guess I haven't, but I'm so casual at it. I'm horrible. <laughs> but I just assume that there's people that ping around channels just to be assholes. Maybe. I don't think I've... The Okay, I know the meanest thing somebody's ever said to me on Twitch was um, we were playing some game, like a Dota game, and I was like, I'm shit tier Dota. Like, I'm worse than average, I'm pretty sure. And someone stopped in and was like, talked for a bit, and he said, okay, well, I have better things to do than watch this low tier Dota. I'm going to go watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> But who takes the time to even say something like that well, to make like, you yeah, feel terrible? Well, yeah, I couldn't even be mad. Like, he was clearly, like, considering what he wanted to say. It's like, I'm just glad I was on his mind for that long. See, and I would be, like, blocked, get out, never oh, see no. you. Oh, no, that's awesome. <laughs> I guess it's, it's funny, but, yeah, like... No, there's been, like, certain people who've stopped by who, like, I maybe haven't talked to as much as I've talked to other people, but... Just because I get weird vibes, but for the most part, everybody's written really good. Hmm. Yeah. I always assume that people, yeah, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm being negative about it. I thought there would always, like, once you get kind of like the sub button, right? Like, yeah. I just assume that means you've hit the first tier of success on Twitch. Yeah. And then more people start coming around, and I just assume, like, one out of ten people is going to be a dick, right? Yeah, no, it's been all right so far. <laughs> I hope it stays yeah. that way. <clears throat> And then the second tier of it, I was just wondering, just being a girl streamer, yeah. if that brings in the wrong attention, right? Like, I don't think so. One time, one guy like spammed a bunch of pickup lines, but like again, it was just really funny. Uh, I don't think I've had anybody say anything really weird. Like, there's been like compliments, unasked for compliments, <laughs> but like, whatever. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, I am curious what the demographics are. Like, I'm assuming even me. At my age, I'm at the, like the rare end for ages for watching streams. Maybe. I don't know. But then one day, one of the Hearthstone guys I used to watch, and he disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. He brought up age once, and then all of a sudden I started seeing everyone all of a sudden type their <laughs> age in. And I saw a lot of like high 20s and like all over the 30s flying yeah. through. And then you would get like the one odd one would be like 54, and I'm like... yeah. All the people lurking underneath the loud, annoying teenagers. Right. Yeah. The ones are like, look at me, look at me, yeah, look at me. Pay and th- attention. Those are the ones that you time out, right? Yeah. And it's just. But yeah, like when I'm in the bigger channels, you just see like perpetually like this has been deleted. This has been deleted. Like because how many mods like at what point do you have to pick up? And I don't even know how it works, like how you assign a mod and like. Yeah, you can get mods, but there's also, you can ban certain words. So, like, I just have a list of banned words that if okay. they are said in a chat, the person can't even send the message. Okay. So. Well, then I haven't had that warning, so that's good. Good. <laughs> but that's just, like I said, like, at what point do you have to, like, hire a moderator to, like... Pachi has a couple mods, but it's just, like, regular viewers of his, I think, okay. who take care of it. You just kind of hand it out and yeah. they help you. Yeah, pull. you can like, uh, you know how you can assign like VIP mm-hmm. on Twitch? So you can also just assign a moderator badge and then okay. that person can help you out. No, I'm on the casual thing, so I don't get to assign anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's just I've always wondered like 
how do you decide like my chat's going so fast because i think you can get in trouble if someone says something bad in your chat can't you i don't know feels like not fair (laughs) like i don't know i've never sat down and actually read the entire terms of service right so like and i know that for some of the famous people there's people in chat that try to trick them into breaking the terms of service by like mm. doing stupid things or saying stupid things yeah saying things will definitely right get and you. then you get the ban and i don't think there's any clear-cut like rules like if you do this it's three days if you like yeah i'm not sure like i know if there's a button you have to check mark to say like if your content's inappropriate for young viewers um, so then I think you can get away with it more. Like, I think that's when you're allowed to like drink on camera, mm. um, stuff like that. Or feed your cat vodka or. Oh, yeah. No one's old enough for that. Yeah. And it's just, I don't, I remember there was the leader post article, but it was just super cool to see like, cause I had no idea. And there's like even an esports league in the city now too, right? That yeah. They're run- having a League of Legends tournament at Grey Cup, I think. How do those fit together? I don't know. But it's like, it's a $50,000 prize pool. I saw that and that kind of blew my mind. Yeah. That's awesome. But once I again. I Dota. But why not split the money up and have like a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, like maybe. Who has their finger just on league, right? So. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they just think you'll get more like entries or more viewers. Hmm. Didn't they do something at the exhibition too? Yeah, was it? But I can't remember what games they picked. Like I know, I'm, I think League was there, and maybe Halo. Okay, I can't remember if Fortnite was one of them too. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Fortnite because it was still kind of. But I don't know how you like do competitive Fortnite, right? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, it's like what's the reference I always say for people? Oh, it's like Hunger Games. That's how I describe it, right? Okay. Like you drop a bunch of people in an area and it's you go like until... survival. Right, and you go until there's one person left standing, yeah. right? And when I want to do like mindless, just like I don't want to think, like I've had a bad day at work, yeah. I'll come home and turn on Fortnite. <laughs> because it's like you jump out of the bus, you land, you grab guns, and you go and kill people. And Just get all those homicidal Right, so it's out. like I don't... but. It's so funny because it's so cartoony. Like, it's by far not the nicest looking one. Because, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out why it's the preferred one. Hmm. Yeah. Because, like, PUBG is similar, isn't it? But PUBG's $40. That I get. Oh, Fortnite's free. Right. No, it's not free. Cause it's free to play. You'll, you'll buy skins. Yeah. You'll get. <laughs> so that's brilliant. Like, I don't know why the other one, but then, like, what is it? There's like Apex Legends. Yeah. EA EA has one or two, right? And those Rainbow Six. Yeah, like Call of Duty has all their yeah. stuff, right? And it's just I'm trying to figure out why the cartoony one is the most popular. I don't know if yeah. it's because you have to build. Would it appeal to more kids? Maybe. But then again, yeah, I guess that's true because World of Warcraft is super cartoony compared to like Oh really? Oh yeah. Like they have their style and it's a very sneering goblins yeah like it's (laughs) i'm trying to their goblins are yeah i don't like their goblins they're weird looking the wow goblins they just i need to look it up because you can be a goblin now they added that like eight years ago because at the beginning you were the classic like you can be a dwarf a human an elf or you can be an orc um a troll or whatever Mm -hmm. if you're on the other side right but then they've been adding like 
the Alliance got werewolves and the other side got goblins and they slowly added and then they added pandas, which blew my mind. Right. <laughs> but when Kung Fu Panda makes a hundred million dollars at the box office. Or yeah. Whatever, how can you not? Then we're adding fuzzy pandas to our game now. Right. <laughs> so it's I'm assuming that's why they did. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. There was something I was going to say about what were we just talking about before fuzzy pandas? Me killing people on Fortnite. Oh, shit. <laughs> whatever it'll come back to me sorry no that's good oh yeah okay i remember okay since we were talking about metal music before uh do you know the band cannibal corpse yeah i saw this interview with their singer like a couple weeks ago and he's so into wow he, uh like okay so his stage name is corpse grinder and they apparently made a character after him in wow but it wasn't corpse grinder it was like not corpse finder but like something really like that um like a play on his name uh and then he talked about how he like has all these kind of like hidden wow messages like um so it's the alliance and who in wow the horde horde so he has a horde tattoo and i think in some song like when it's like they're blah, 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 like their breakdown and then he's like fuck the alliance <laughs> <laughs> I think metal people are nerdier than people realize. They are so nerdy. Like, I think the metal people are also the nerd people. Of, at least... Yes. I have so many thoughts on that. But it's like, you know, the elitist attitude of nerd culture. But that didn't exist when I was a kid. Well, it certainly exists now. Right. And like... Oh, God, the Venn diagram of the elitist nerds and the elitist metalheads. I haven't... Or I don't remember it. Huh. But it makes perfect sense, right? Maybe like, it would be different in, like, the not the, not the big four metal words. Like, mm, this isn't a death metal band. It's actually a jazz-influenced technical uh, Nordic black metal. See, and that's funny, because my one friend who did a podcast with me, he's like... He used to work at HMV yeah. when he was younger. And he's, like, the foremost connoisseur on metal. Yeah. <laughs> but... And he knows, like you said, there's, like black metal and death metal and thrash and like all the different and hair metal and yeah. like i'm like metal's metal to me right like there's some that i don't like they plug the guitar in to make it play <laughs> right and so i know what i like and i the way like thrash that's my thing like you mm -hmm. said the big four so i like those guys and that style yeah when it gets to like the typo negatives and stuff like that from i don't even know if they're a thing anymore but like mm -hmm. we're <clears throat> It's more like, I just don't dig the singing, right? Like, yeah. I'll listen to Iron Maiden because that guy can also do opera. He's amazing. Right? Yeah, I love and him. I was so glad I caught them when they came through here, too. Yeah. Um, Me, Seth, and Jorb went to that. Like, the two friends I play Dota with. Nice. Who are not dualistic and bungee. Yeah, we <laughs> saw Iron Maiden Was that the one where he wiped out on the stage? I don't remember. It was in Saskatoon. Because uh, they were here once, too. Was it the Final Frontier Tour? I can't remember. All I remember is there was Iron Maiden was here and they did a thing where a bunch of fans got like, I think it was the VIPs or whatever, or oh. the fan clubs. They let a bunch of people on stage oh and God. one of the guys like was rocking out with his beer in his hand and so beer went everywhere. And what so an then, asshole. so then God. Dickinson, when he was running around and singing, hit it and wiped out. <gasps> He's and, too old to slip like that. And he hurt his leg. Oh no. And I can't remember if they ended up canceling Winnipeg because he hurt his leg. Oh. Holy shit. So more reasons for Winnipeg to hate us. I can't remember if he missed it or if he needed a cane. But like, oh. yeah, he wiped out. And so like, 
having to see Iron Maiden with Bruce Dickinson on a cane. <laughs> oh. But it was so bad because you saw him wipe out and then you could see him like wincing and going off stage and then people attending to him and freaking out because yeah, it's, it's no the shit. man, right? And then the thing that I thought was so brilliant, the band that's been around for 40 years or whatever, they saw that he got hurt and went off. They just jammed. Oh, They didn't skip a beat. And they were just like, oh, okay. And just yeah. the solo was a little longer or the drum guy did his thing. And it was so cool to just see like a polished band. Yeah. Like icons. They're yeah. like, we got to kill time. And mm-hmm. they just do it. They're amazing. The, the Iron Maiden and Slayer were like my first metal bands I got into. And like, so just from the very beginning, like it was always Iron Maiden. And Seth and Jorb and I had gone to Europe a couple of years ago to Germany. Have you heard of the Vakken Open Air Festival? We were there and Iron Maiden played that year. And like, I will never forget the moment of like standing in that crowd of like thousands and thousands of people and it was pouring rain and they're singing Fear of the Dark. And it was just like... Oh, it was iconic. <laughs> I remember the first time that I ever said Wacken. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. And the look I got. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, Wacken? I'm like, sorry. Yeah, it's German, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, my friend Terry, so. who I did the one podcast with, he, at one point, I think he was going every two or three years. He would just Does do... he go to a lot of metal shows? Yeah. Is he, like, shorter with no hair? No, he has super long. He still has, like... 80s metal hair okay maybe it's there's a different guy who goes to shows who and then there's like, Look at all those and then there's roki who everyone probably knows that's i think that's his with name with the mohawk yes the little asian guy mohawk yeah, yeah yeah that's roki oh my god i've known roki for decades oh he would never remember me but i remember talking to him at a show and being like you've been walking a lot yeah and uh he even used to do like some of the local journalism for much music so he would cool. interview the metal bands that came through this area. That's awesome. Because he posts on Facebook like throwback photos. He's yeah. like, here's me with like Cannibal Corpse in 1990. Da, oh da, da. My God. And it's like him with a much music microphone, right? Yeah. But he still travels the world to see. He'll go see anything. Yeah. But he's mostly metal. And it's funny because his cat's name was Corpse Grinder. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. I can't. Aww. He had two cats. I can't remember if one or both passed away now. But one was Corpse Grinder and I... Cruella, Grusilla, I can't remember. Aww. But yeah, and like, but he's, he's like the face of Regina Metal because, yeah. and he was even in a band for a while and he would paint the skull on his face <gasps> cool. and he'd have like this, and he still has the mohawk. Like, mm-hmm. and, oh my God. Does he go to local shows or just like I the I think big he bands? does everything, but he'll travel far and wide. Yeah. And him and Terry will go to like Germany or do the whole like European tour and yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I guess I saw him at a show with like a pretty small band. So. Terry's one closet is literally hanger from one end to the other, black <laughs> tour shirts. Yeah. And that's all it is, right? I have a box like that at my mom and dad's. And it's just, it's super cool and I'm jealous because like, yeah, that's yeah. that's their hobby is going to see yeah. awesome live metal, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll recommend stuff to me and it'll be like, okay, I don't mind this and this. No, that's not my thing, right? Like, yeah. You can find something pretty specific, like, I don't well, know. just some, yeah, like. There's so much shit metal and there's a lot of good stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I thought metal went through, like, after you said about Metallica, Enter Sandman, like, yeah. metal became a thing, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think right before that album came out was um, Megadeth's Countdown to Extinction, right? Yeah. And so that happened, 
that be- Symphony of Destruction was huge. Mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses had just become huge. Then Metallica came out and killed everybody. Yeah. And then metal kind of just went blonk. Then grunge happened, right? Right. And But like there were some like okay, is Alice in Chains a grunge band or a metal band? Cuz I would of, say they're grunge. Yeah, cuz like that's pretty heavy grunge. Right. It depends like my one friend, he despises Nirvana. Yeah. And he's a metal guy, right? And, like, everyone has their opinions yeah. of it, right? Yeah. But it's, yeah, I forgot that grunge kind of, like, murdered off the metal phase, right? Yeah. Everyone got sad instead of wanting to party. Or punch. Yeah, party or punch. That's, <laughs> like, I saw, the first time I saw Megadeth was, like, in one of the under halls at the Center of the Arts. <gasps> really? Like, super small them and Exodus. Oh my god! Oh, I love Megadeth. But it's like, I'm the guy that like, I either have to be pressed against the cage at the mm-hmm. front. Like Metallica, I was in the fan club, so I was always like at the front. Okay. That's how I got my high five, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny because you were shit talking Lars. <laughs> and it was like this, the same concert. I would go to Metallica with the one friend all the time. <laughs> and we were like where the band comes out at the intersection where it kind of went around right and we were yeah. pressed up against the cage and so the lights went out and the opening band was gone and they were like escorting Metallica to the stage mm-hmm. and they all stopped just shy before they ran up on the stage and Lars went out and did like the secret handshake thing oh my God. with my friend and then ran <gasps> up and my friend is just like did this that is- just happen? right and it's so funny because like he was so Lars never was universally despised up until Napster I think yeah and his art career <laughs> I knew he bought art I didn't know he did art but well, maybe he was in a he was an amateur tennis pro when he started Metallica so it was like but his dad was a professional tennis player I think right <laughs> and so when you were shit talking Lars I'm like does anybody like this guy anymore it's like Lars is the bad kind of goblin in my opinion <laughs> he is tiny right yeah and yeah he's a weird dude but I've never seen that in a band that I can think of where the main guy is so revered and loved. Like, I think everybody loves James Hetfield. I can't yeah. think of anyone that hates him. Like, he's the voice. He's the lyrics. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like a big stature dude, right? Yeah. And um, then the opposite of it, for the main two guys that started yeah. the band, everyone hates him and thinks he's this little, like, like <laughs> goblin. goblin. Is- <laughs> no, but that's almost complimenting, right? Like, I know... <laughs> I've heard him called a little pixie, right? And that's because he like prances around the stage and he's like this little tiny guy, right? And so like, it's so funny because you have this giant lead singer and then his little like... Little lackey. Like of mice and men. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's like, they're considered equals and the main guys from the band, right? And it's like, but only one is respected. When I saw Metallica last, I was just like, okay, you guys are out of touch. Like, I didn't want to go see them, but my boyfriend wanted to go see him for his birthday, so he went. And, like, tickets were fucking expensive. Like, they were, like, over 200 bucks That's, each. No, you're right. That's why I didn't go. Yeah. And so we went, and then to the crowd, James was like, all right, guys, you're at a metal show. We're all fuck-ups. Let's party. And I was like, okay, no. Like, everybody here at least has to be comfortably middle class. <laughs> like, everyone here is doing all right. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not we're not in the underground hall at Evraz. <laughs> There's probably some boomers in the crowd. Let's all bring it down. Oh god, well it's like bro like okay, I won't shit talk Metallica. 
But just like you, when you think of the people who go to like Nickelback concerts and Craven, they probably also went to Metallica. <laughs> no, and that's it's so funny because one of my things that's always in my head is like when you first discover something as a kid and they're not mainstream yeah you love them and they're like your little thing right like when i said my sister's boyfriend gave me this metallica cassette yeah puppets had just come out they were opening for ozzy so they were starting to get some steam Mm -hmm. but only in the metal community yeah so they were what they were and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like black album happens and your little secret yeah has been shared with every fucking bro in the world and so they're driving around in their mustangs with enter sandman cranked and it's like (laughs) i didn't like it well and i remember being younger and going to shows like being like 14 or 15 and like being in the pit like and the people who are i like how you're braver than i am (laughs) (laughs) well i stopped after a while because i was like hey this isn't fun for anyone but like the people who always cause shit or like like generally like, it was kind of fun, actually, as a kid, like, doing stuff like that, because it was such, like, this sense of community. It's like, yeah, you're elbowing each other, but, like, they'll pick you up when you fall down. Right. And, like, they'll shove somebody away if they're being too crazy. But the people who didn't understand, like, that fine line of etiquette was always, like, the frat bro types. With, oh, yeah. like, wearing their Lacoste shirts and just, like, elbow, like, flailing their arms around. And, like, that's when people get hurt, because otherwise it's just, like, But people... they're there to hurt someone. Yeah, because I think that's what it is when right. That's right. not what it is. They were probably on steroids and looking to punch someone in the <laughs> well, face and drunk and yeah, just wasted. When I okay, my brother and I went to go see Slayer like a couple of years ago, and we were right at the gate. And I was asking the guy, like the security guard, because people were crowd surfing during like the opening bands and stuff, and like just everyone getting the shit kicked out of each other. And I said, like, do you hate metal shows? And he was like, they're not my favorite. But he said that country shows are worse because that's what because people get like wasted and like throw up and they I can't fight imagine each what other. Craven's like. Oh God! Yeah. Like I wouldn't. No. The last time I went there, it was still Rock in the Valley in oh, two thousand three. So crazy. So, but I heard they flipped it back to country because they paid the last ever Rock in the Valley. The Sunday night closer was Evanescence, <laughs> and I heard everybody left and no yeah. one stuck around for them. Yeah. Because Evanescence doesn't scream Saskatchewan. No, they're sad. Right? Yeah, it's like sad opera yeah. metal-ish. I don't yeah. even know what it was. Shit metal. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, but it was super mainstream because yeah. it's like And rocking. now they're just a meme. Now they're bringing me to life. Does anyone even talk about them anymore? They do and bring me to life where it's like, I can't work me up. <laughs> oh, poor kids. But yeah, <laughs> but then they were like, well, we just spent, who knows how much they spent to bring Evanescence to Saskatchewan, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, they were like, fuck it, country, that'll sell out every time. Yeah. And then and they it does. Right. And then they make sure they put someone huge yeah. as the Sunday night person and everyone sticks around and spends yeah. every last dollar to the last minute drinking and getting wasted yeah. and making us like the STD capital of yeah. the world for three days. Yeah, exactly. But I loved it when it was Rock in the Valley. But when would the last one have been? 2003 or four. Okay. Like it's been a while Damn. because um, <clears throat> they it was run by Molson's. <clears throat> I'm getting sick and losing my voice. Oh, no. um, Molson. It was like Molson's Rock in the Valley, and the Thursday night opener was always free. Oh. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday was if you had tickets, huh. and so we would just. I was working at BPs at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we would just get like go out there and just get wasted and go for the free day. But like yeah. the free day was like Biff Naked. Oh, cool. Um, 
And she's amazing. Okay, like, does I, she live around Regina? I've heard rumors. Because she always, like, tweets Regina Cat Rescue stuff. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like, I don't know if she's one of their, like... I've seen her live a bajillion times. I used yeah. to work at the State, which was, like, the main live venue. Oh, cool. The State and the Exchange were the two main live places. The Exchange would do, all like, all the all-ages stuff. And yeah. then the State would do all, like, the big-name stuff. Were so, they like, in the same building? No, the State was on Hamilton. Okay. Across from the bread place. I can't, they're like a gym or something now. Okay. But like, I saw them all there. Like Ashley McIsaac, Big Sugar, Wide Mouth Mason, Biff Naked. I saw the headstones a bajillion times. <laughs> like that era of Canadian yeah. music, right? Yeah. Our Lady Peace. Yeah. All oh, those Lord guys. Um, who was the guy who had a shoe thrown at him at the exhibition the one year? Oh. Um, <laughs> and then he like said he'd never come back here again. Aww. Matt Good. Matt Good. The Matt Good band. Um, but yeah, like I saw all Canadian bands on their way up and I always saw them on their way down, right? Yeah. Like, do you remember this? Or not even Canadian, but just bands in general. Like you don't come to Regina unless you're on your way up or on your way down. <laughs> yeah. If you're good, you go to Saskatoon or you just don't come to this province yeah. at all. You can just go to Edmonton. Yeah, right? Like I forgot about that Metallica thing though that you brought it up. Yeah, I because I used to be in the fan club and I let it lapse once I was like, dad never traveled anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like going to Metallica is not going to be a reality. So I pulled my fan club thing mm-hmm. because fan club members used to get tickets for 60 bucks. Cool. And you were guaranteed at the pit right up against Holy shit. every time, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I did that. 97, I went, it was funny, my sister took me <laughs> in 97 and that was like the reload tour and I didn't like load and reload. Yeah. I felt, be- it was weird. I felt betrayed by those albums. Yeah. Because it just wasn't metal. Was that pre-Saint Anger? Yeah. Like right before? Yeah, that's probably. That has, give me a feel, give me a thought, give me a right. shot, shot, shot. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, but that was actually a metal song. Like they, they tried to do everything, right? Like they had a country song on the one album and they had like. Yeah. It's so weird because, like, do you know who Faith No More is? Yeah. Like, they're probably now my favorite band of all time and have Mm -hmm. surpassed Metallica. But it's weird. I love Faith No More because they're diverse and can do anything. Yeah. I hated when Metallica changed gears and became diverse. It's weird. Like, I wanted them pigeonholed in thrash. Yeah. And to stay that way. I guess it's different. Like, when when you diversify, you're actually good at that type of genre. Yeah, I guess, right? Like, like, there was a year when Slayer put out, like, a new metal album. People revolted, basically. Yeah, I'll stick to Seasons. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but they're the one... Yeah, them and Anthrax I haven't seen yet. And I don't know if I ever will get the chance, right? I think... Okay, I was trying to remember. Because when I saw Slayer with my brother, I'm pretty sure Anthrax was one of the openers. Hmm. Because I feel like I remember Scott Ian. He's so iconic. Did you know he's married to the Meatloaf's daughter? What? Yep. What kind of weird circle of life is that? I know. Back in the day, there was some reality show on TV. Uh, It was like, I think it was called Super Band or something. And it was like Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, Scott Ian. Skid Row. (laughs) uh, Who else was on it? Jason Bonham, like the son of John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. And who was their bass player? Does Scott Ian play bass? Yes. Okay, then I don't know who their guitarists were. Or is he rhythm? Oh my god, now I'm going to lose my metal card. <laughs> now you have to return your Anthrax fan club card. No. Like, <laughs> Anyways, it was just like a bunch of kind of like washed up musicians trying to form the super group and like just them managing Scott e- or um, Sebastian Bach's ego. <laughs> but I think there was an episode where Scott Ian 
was like, yeah, I'm married to the loaf's daughter. And I think either her or Meatloaf was on for an episode. Oh, my God. I'm already in, like, the lesser group for Anthrax because my favorite albums of theirs are the two without Joey Belladonna. Okay. I'm um, not a huge Anthrax fan either. I like what I've heard, but I haven't dove, dove too deeply. Yeah, like, they did really, like, meme stuff before it was, like, like they did tongue-in-cheek stuff, right? And they did the Come one... Mosh. Right, like, and they had that whole album called Attack of the Killer Bees that was just, like, them fucking around. <laughs> and then they did the one song with um, Public Enemy, Bring the Noise, yeah. right? Like, And then I... In my brain, I can't think of a song before that that was a rap and metal hybrid because mm. that was like 1980 something, right? But it then started it all, right? And I'm resentful for that because I hate Limp Biscuit. Oh my god, Corn. Well, Corn, I, I probably wouldn't know a Corn. Well, I wouldn't put the name Corn to something because it wasn't my genre, so I didn't yeah. listen to that. But you couldn't fucking walk a block without <laughs> fucking My Way or the Highway, right? And it's oh just my like, god, have you seen the movie The Fanatic? No. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit directed it. Uh, Devin Sawa, the kid from The Little Giants and Casper. Devin is... Sawa is one of the gems of Twitter. Yes. He uh, retweeted me one time. He liked one of mine. <gasps> oh my God. That's what I like about him though. Because he does like, he's just relevant enough. Yeah. But in his profile, he's like former teen heartthrob. He's a micro-influencer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Fred Durst directed it. Devin Sawa's in it, and then so is John Travolta. He plays, like, a man with, uh, who experiences intellectual disabilities and, like, stalks Devin Sawa. It's really terrible. But there's this scene where, like, um, Devin Sawa's driving his kid around town, and he turns on Limp Biscuit, and he's like, yeah, man, you ever heard of Limp Biscuit? I loved this shit when I was your age. And it's like, <laughs> oh Fred Durst, stalk it. Made a whole movie so people would listen to his music again. Yeah. So it's obviously not as successful as when Rob Zombie became a director. Not quite. No. Rob Zombie was on Joe Rogan a while ago and it was like... Oh, he's so cool. I didn't know he was that like neat and articulate and whatever, right? Because... Yeah. I didn't know what to make of them because it was still White Zombie when I started listening mm-hmm. and like More Human Than Human became this like yeah. <laughs> huge song, right? And then he went Rob Zombie and like... Superstar. Right. Became super mainstream. And then yeah. he started making these like weird movies about like redneck hillbilly zombies. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> okay. But yeah, like yeah. I like that he got famous in one thing. He had a passion for film. Mm-hmm. Go do yep. it, right? Back, like, uh, when I got super into metal, I'd watched some documentary about this, like, weird black metal guy from Norway. And I, my mom, for whatever reason, was watching it with me. And she's like, I don't want you to listen to that music anymore. Like, it's, I don't want this in my house. I don't want to invite these demons in. And then we watched a different metal documentary. And Rob Zombie was in it. And then she was cool with it. She was like, I liked his nice white teeth. <laughs> <laughs> The one guy with white teeth in metal. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, he's cool. And I saw him. Have you seen him in concert? No. Oh, it's fun. Uh, Slayer opened up for him. That seems backwards to me, but he became huge. Or like, Yeah. He was very mainstream for a long time. And he put on a, like a fun show, like Pyro and stuff. It was fun. Yeah. Metallica was like... I, I remember, because I've been six times... 
And like the first time was a present for my sister. So I went to Saskatoon and saw like the On the Load Again tour or mm-hmm. whatever. But then after that, it sucks because three of them were on the tour for St. Anger, mm. which is probably my least favorite album. <laughs> yeah, by a mile. It's my least favorite album of theirs. And then I have at a least, quip about that hmm? a second. I have Go. a quip about... No, continue. And then, so yeah, one for Reload, three... Because I went to Saskatoon for 97, and then I was in the fan club after that. So then I made sure I bought tickets for Edmonton, Saskatoon, Winnipeg. Yeah. And took three different people to three different shows. Cool. And then the next time they came around, they just did Edmonton, Winnipeg. They skipped here. So I had to drive both ways. Oh, my God. To go. But it's... That's what you do when you're super fan, right? Yeah. So I went out of my way to go see them, and I took two more different people with me, right? Holy. And yeah, like... The pyro is half because they have the coffins that explode and like yeah did you ever see the what they did in the 97 tour Mm-mm. they faked it they faked a stage accident what? and made it look like a guy actually they did it it was so neat they hired a stuntman and he was like as one of the guys who just sat in the chair that put spotlights on whoever was running around but at the end of the show it was neat as the show was going on every once in a while sparks would go off on this one thing and you're like oh that's something's fucking up right but it was all pre-planned yeah. and then at the end there was like an explosion up there and the guy fell but he was a stunt man and then they had people coming like putting him out because he was on fire and he then an ambulance and like the whole nine yards but it was rigged every night to like fuck with holy people holy shit that could like traumatize somebody well and then yeah and then for the next however long because the internet wasn't a thing yet or it yeah, was so but it was stayed secret right so then everyone's like you argued whether it was real or not yeah and it was super cool at the time right damn alice cooper's shaking <laughs> my ex-wife is like huge alice cooper yeah and everybody i know that's like in on alex cooper they're like he's the end all be all he seems like a really nice guy too but yeah like my parents said like you were you actually thought he was beheading babies on stage like i know it was the 70s but come on between him and ozzy there but that's the thing right like yeah. you can't disprove shit yeah and i think ozzy actually was high and bit the head off a bat yes because he thought that it was is a prop. true <laughs> yeah that is true but yeah alex cooper wasn't actually murdering people no but yeah he's a weird dude but to make like, it look like an accident like no that that's where it crosses a line to like I think the DVD, yeah, the DVD called um, "Cunning Stunts" is of that tour. Oh, okay, and so you can see at the end of it, yeah, like, but it's not their best music, right? Like, I don't want to relive lo- <laughs> no. load and reload, right? Like, I'm the guy sitting around going like, let's get to Andrew. You know what? The like the elaborate planning to make that stunt happen speaks to how much they had to make up for that shitty album. <laughs> It's like, okay, no one's here for the music. We have to fake a death of a roadie. But at least now it's like, I like, they don't, I don't even know if they play anything off of that anymore. I don't know why they would. I don't think they touch St. Anger music at all anymore. Um, yeah, like they know, like play your first three albums. Yeah. Give, what, and go. give the people like, what they want. Yeah, like I'm here for Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, The Master <laughs> yeah. of Puppets. Go. Yeah. And um, they actually did a tour of the States for a while where it was like, we're only going to play Ride the Lightning, song one through eight. And that's the whole concert, right? Mm -hmm. And I think stuff like that's cool because then people my age are like, okay, good. Those are the albums I was raised on. Megadeth did that. They did... um, Didn't they do Peace Cells? Rest in Peace. Did they? Because I thought he did a Peace Cells tour also. Oh, maybe he did after. Yeah. It's weird. Like, for all the times I've seen Metallica... 
when I think like stage presence, though, I think of Dave Mustaine. Oh God, he's awesome. Because he just snarls. He's just a fucking badass guy. Did you go see Heaven and Hell when it was here? Mm. It was um, the Ronnie James Dio version. Oh no! And then, um, no. and the opening acts was Megadeth and Down. Oh my God! But then, Down. What's he from? Pantera. Right. He got sick, oh. and so they Down canceled. And so Megadeth got to play twice as long. Cool. And so I'm pumped because I'm like, I wasn't the biggest Pantera guy. Mm-hmm. I think it was from Pantera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I got extra Megadeth out of it. And he like, they're like, well, instead of 45 minutes, you're going to go for 90, right? And yeah. so I don't know why, but he's like, when he went out there, it sounded more like the album. Yeah. Like I felt like Metallica ran around, jumped around and like James. It's the optics. Like ja- this. Yeah, like James yeah. sounded, he didn't sing well. No, no. Like it was just some guy shouting, right? But like when Mustaine went up there, he still, but he would only go up, he'd put his head down. So he yeah. had this mop of and red hair. Bang like right. That. And he just sat there and played his guitar, right? Yeah. And he, it sounded like the album. Like he was like so technically perfect live. Yeah. That I, because when I saw him, the Riddle Room in Center of the Arts, Riddell Center, Riddell yeah. Room. That's where I saw him the first time. Okay. With Exodus. And so, yeah, it was only like two, three hundred people. I wonder if I was at that show. Like, I'm sure I've seen Exodus and Megadeth together. And yeah, just it blew my mind how technically perfect he was. Yeah. And like. He's a great guitarist. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't like their greatest album. It was. um I can't even remember. But even their new albums, like they're subpar, but they're still listenable. Yeah. After Euthanasia, it just kind of. Yeah. Whatever. But there's a definite line like. Pearl Jam still makes albums. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to one since 1997, and I will only listen to the first four. Yeah. That's just me, right? Yeah. And up until um, Chris Cornell killed himself, yeah. Soundgarden kept making albums. Mm-hmm. Like, they broke up, and he did um, Audio Slave for a while, yeah. but then they got back together. Um, Green Day still makes albums. I don't listen to those. <laughs> no. Like, you listen to, like, that slice of perfectness that these yeah. bands had. And, yeah, like, but Mustaine Live is, like, if I had to say who my favorite person live ever would be, it would be him. Yeah, he's awesome. Which kind of stabs the Metallica fan in the back. Cause, yeah, you like, hate to see it. But yeah, he was so just technically perfect. I can't. Yeah. And he had like, it's the version of the band where it was him, Ellison, and then the brothers. Because I think one... Jeff bro- Hanneman and... Because weren't the brothers the drummer and the other guitarists? I don't Maybe. I don't know if the drummer's I thought he Jeff stole at one point he had I thought it was brothers or twin brothers from Montreal as his like Oh well Because he keeps rotating. Oh fuck it. no, I'm thinking of Slayer. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know who the others are in Megadeth. Well it's always him and Dave. Yeah. yeah the two El- Daves. Yeah. And then whoever the fuck else, yeah. right? Like they don't matter. Yeah. But I remember at one point he brought some people back in and they're like, Oh, why'd you bring these guys back? He's like, I'm sick of teaching people my music. <laughs> so I'm going to hire people that know my songs. Yeah. And it, I never, th- you don't think of these things, right? Yeah. Because he has to sit down and like, okay, this is how you play Peace mm-hmm. Cells. Right? And then like, like the Megadeth fans are like, got it. Yeah. Oh, fuck anyone. Yeah. I have a guitar in the basement that I haven't touched in probably <laughs> since I've been a dad, right? But like I could play all Metallica, all yeah. whatever, right? And it's just, but don't you have a band? Yes. I'm still pretty new to it, but yeah, we're a thing. Nice. Yeah. When's the show? 
when is the show um it's being announced thursday uh it's in it's over easter weekend here in regina and then we're going on tour next month it's fucking coming up fast already holy smoke yeah we're going to uh manitoba for a couple days nice yeah i'm so so psyched you have your fingers in a little bit of everything. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a surface level fan of everything. <laughs> like I said, yeah. No, uh, I used to work with a guy who's in the band, and their singer left, and so I auditioned, and then it was kind of like six months passed, and they're like, "All right, we'll do this." So it's been fun. Nice. How often do you get together? Practice once a week. Yeah, pretty casual. Hmm. I'm sure it will ramp up a bit. Well, it's not casual if you have enough to do like a traveling set so yeah well it's just kind of like opening for local bands in winnipeg and like the surrounding towns i feel like you're underplaying it more than you should be (laughs) maybe i just don't know the extent like yeah i've never played a live show with them so i don't know and you're doing one in town here yeah at the exchange or where i think or no it'll probably be a cloud nine i don't know Hmm. honestly (laughs) isn't cloud nine an esports team (laughs) Is it? I think so. Cloud Nine. What's I, the hookah bar on Broad Street? Is it called Cloud Nine? I have no idea. It could be. Cloud Nine just means like is another term for like yeah, euphoria. Like right. I'm on Cloud Nine, right? So okay. I'd never made that connection before. I was just like my brain was like not working. But there's so many like I've never been there, but I don't. I'm once again I'm older, so I don't get the hookah <laughs> thing, right? Like it's like K sure whatever. I've only right? been there for metal shows. Yeah, and it's like. Because it used to be above the Ethiopian restaurant. I don't know if it still is. or one of That's the, a different one, I think. That's the hookah lounge. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting them mixed up then. Yeah. But there's other things like fandom down the street here. I haven't gone to that I've yet. I've never been there, but I've just heard about it. And like, I don't, I found them on Facebook and they do all these cool things. And it's like, you can go, you can have food and they have gaming stations and like. I need to go there sometime. They had like a Star yeah. Wars night one night and it's like I cool. hope it survives because it's not at the best location like it's down here at Park Street right and it's like kind of out of the way by yeah. like a flooring store right like yeah it's so. hard to get people in those like weird spots there's but, been a few like that board game cafe that used to be out on the east end closed but it was in kind of a shitty area too but that's the thing right like I don't I think we're it sucks. As a province, I feel like we're at least 10 to 20 years behind on trends. Yeah. And what's cool. Like, but then that's why we have the wolf playing Motley Crue still, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> woo, kickstart my heart, right? Like, yeah. it's just, this that's, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like this province went up to like 1999 and just stopped, right? And it's Sometimes like, Sometimes it feels like that. I feel but I don't know, like, I don't know where a good location is in town for something like that. Cause like, it's only downtown's an ex- desirable location either. And downtown has come so far. Like at one point, O'Hanlon was it. Like if you like everything else closed. Yeah. It was government buildings shut down and there was like O'Hanlon's and um, Copper Kettle. And that was it. And at least there's a few other kind of things Mm -hmm. happening downtown now. But it still doesn't feel like a huge like destination. No. Like, I don't know. I get it's scary being downtown at night. And like when I lived in Edmonton, I'd walk home from my like bar job at like 3 a.m. and never worried. But here I won't. Yeah, I wouldn't hear either. Yeah. <laughs> I wander around because I'm a giant guy, right? So it's yeah. like, and I don't think of these things when there's like I have coworkers and they're like, I'm not walking there. And I'm like, I can, but yeah, unless there's a solid group, they're probably not going to jump me because I'm yeah. a tall guy, right? And bigger. So it's like, mm-hmm. I have no problem wandering downtown back. Like, yeah. Um, it's hilarious like 
one of the events that magic came up with was like Friday night magic because all the nerds don't go to the bar. Yeah. So it's like, let's all go to the comic store. But then, yeah, like there'd be times where it would go till 10, 11 at night downtown at readers. Yeah. I would walk here. Holy shit. Yeah. But like. Yeah, I once, guess. Once again, you see giant guy. Yeah. Unless you're in a group, you're not going to fuck with them. Right. Yeah. So. And I'm sure it would mostly be OK, too. But it's just like, I don't know. Gives yeah, you that sketch feeling. The transition area is not the greatest. Yeah. I used to work in a building on Broad Street and I would like look out my office window and just envision like what it could look like with a nice coat of paint. (laughs) Like if instead of like a rub and tug massage parlor and a smoke shop and a condemned liquor store, like think of all the nice little. I know exactly what block you're saying too. Think of all the white person businesses that could go there. (laughs) We need a little flower shop and a bakery. Did you hear about the city council thing though? Yeah. All rub and tugs have to go to the industrial area. Yeah. Right next to all the strip bars that are only allowed in industrial areas. Strip bars? We had one. Is it still around? We have a strip bar? We I did it at one illegal. point. Oh, no. But you can't serve booze at them. Oh. There's certain pieces of Saskatchewan that are still very like um, Puritan just came across in a boat mentality. Yeah. Like it drives me nuts. And so like. Do I care about rub and tugs? No. Do I think they should all be shooed into one little corner next to like a factory? No. Um, it's well, I think I read some articles that like the people who work at them were scared about not having kind of like responsive like emergency services time if like they got some sketchy client who was like violent or something. Like, yeah, it's just problem. Yeah, there's still, I think, a huge sect of this province that's very like christian mentality mm-hmm. so it's like strippers no we're gonna tuck them off in this corner and while we're at it you can't drink while you're watching them and it's like so what's the point do you want the lights full blast on too yeah. and completely ru- like i've never gone apparently it's been around since like the 90s yeah. unless it's shut down right but like i'm conflicted on it i don't know and now it's like i get that not having what a strange journey we've been on um (laughs) but like i get you don't want to rub and tug next to the schools Mm -hmm. fine set zoning rules that you have to be five blocks away from all schools Mm -hmm. great don't make them all uproot so now you're gonna have 27 rub and tugs within three blocks in the industrial area like Mm -hmm. it's such a weird you're just putting them all a business yeah i don't know i think i'm fine if they go out of business yeah it's i thought it was funny because with not having trafficked women (laughs) I guess there's that too, right? Into a life of sexual slavery. Yeah, it's. But I think it's hilarious because my government office has two within a block of it, and I just I'm like they probably make a lot off government workers. Oh <laughs> god, like, I've I for as long as I worked there, it was like almost two years, and I never saw anyone walk in the front door at least. Probably, well, yeah. I almost walked into it because I was going to the smoke shop next door, and I was like, "What? That's the wrong door." <laughs> <laughs> ding ding oh yeah. uh not for me <laughs> bye <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> yeah it's we do some strange shit here right like it's i just wished like when you drove into regina it looked nicer because it's all just gross and run down and like random businesses we're the opposite of saskatoon I don't know. Driving into Saskatoon's pretty shitty too. Mm, I, like maybe on, going in, but like from the airport way. I guess, but like their their downtown has life, and it's just oh yeah, downtown is awesome. There's so I, many awesome restaurants, and so I don't know if it's 
But I have the same vibe between Calgary and Edmonton. I feel Edmonton is a government town and mm-hmm. it's I I pretty much call it like Edmonton's Regina or Alberta's Regina because I feel the government towns have the same kind of dingy vibe. But then I feel that Calgary and Saskatoon have more life to them, right? Oh, Edmonton was a lot of fun. Like they have a ton of music festivals and like a great downtown. Hmm. Edmonton's awesome. See, yeah, I guess I've only gone there with my son. Oh. And the destination is the... The mall. <laughs> the, the terrifying water slides. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I would not touch those things. Like, I really? Don't, I don't... Do, yeah. Oh, I do not have... so fun. My stomach can't handle it. Really? Yeah. I'm a giant... Well, it's not even my mind. It's just my stomach turns when I'm doing anything that involves like any... Yeah. Like twisting and turning. Yeah. But then I go there with like a seven or eight year old at the time. And he's just like, we're going. Yes. And half those things are like... You race. It's two man, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, those are a bit more manageable than like the uh, one that goes in a loop. Oh, the loop to loop. Yeah, I won't touch. But <laughs> they're color coded, right? So it's like yellow is like kitty, and then blue is intermediate. Yeah. And then pink and purple are like you're going straight down. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's one that's like a toilet bowl where you like yeah. spin and get dumped. He did that one. I passed. Oh. <laughs> but like any of the ones, no matter what the tier was. If there was two of them, I would race him. Yeah. I just, and it was fine because it's like some of them were pretty easy or mm-hmm. some would have the odd jump. But then one was pitch black mm-hmm. and there yep. was zero lighting and I did not enjoy that no. at all. No. <sighs> That's so much fun. Fuck. And it's like I'm twice his size. So gravity has me getting down there and then I'm like waiting for him thinking Sticking he's Sticking your leg out trying to slow down well, so no, he but can I'm win. like I didn't enjoy that so he probably didn't but then he comes out he's like again and I'm like okay dad'll suck it up and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah, every we would go twice a year and just yeah. we would spend one solid like 6 hour shift in that tidal pool oh, with all so the stuff. So much fun. And then did you do Galaxy Land the next day? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, same day. It's just like Same day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's just we would stay like I have it easy because I have a bunch of different friends that live there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we would like I would go. So I just have to pay for gas to go there. We would stay for as long as we want for free. Yeah. So all the expenses were just what we did at the mall mm-hmm. or um, they had, the science center there is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have like their own version of like Jurassic Park kind of thing. That's like, I think, to the north of the city. Where there's like giant automated dinosaurs and stuff. Oh, I and don't like remember that. All cool fossil things. Like there's tons to do there. The science yeah. world was insane, right? Like I think they had a giant nose that you could go inside and there was like yeah. all the like all the different like just shit we don't have here, yeah. right? Like when I lived in Edmonton, the science center had the body worlds exhibit. Have you heard of that? That's when we went. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Because I remember a body world. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it was extremely macabre. <laughs> but really cool, too. No, and it's, yeah, like, all the displays were... I thought that's where the nose thing was. But there was, like... Well, I think they have, like... They have the special exhibit area and then the other more, like, kid-friendly part. Okay. But there was, I like... I swear I remember, like, a something about the body exhibit, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was intense. There was, like... It looked like a gloved hand. It was just a hand, like, grasped, like this and then all the blood vessels running up like fuck it's inside. I don't remember that hmm I don't know and then they have a legit full-blown Lego store so we went out of yeah. our way to go to that right and it's just like yeah. looking around it's like everything's like 80 to 300 dollars I'm like when did Lego become this expensive right yeah. 
when the nerd elitists took it for themselves. The ones who like metal music. <laughs> I wish. There was an awesome documentary on Netflix about how they almost went bankrupt. Lego? Yeah. Because the world they didn't would be different. Oh, totally. Or someone else, some other asshole would have bought it. But like they were going broke because they had no licensed merchandise. It was all like build this Lego house, build this Lego man, oh. and then all of a sudden they bought the they got licensed to Star Wars. Oh and yeah, and that's Marvel when it saved and like it. right, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, I want a Lego Millennium Falcon or I yeah. want a Lego Harry Potter, like all that stuff, right? Yeah, they just made Lego of everything, right? Wow. So they they uh, traded people's creativity for profit because sure. that was more entertaining. I guess the kits I like. And they they started selling them again because I think people bitched because like I have a whole bunch in this other room that I'm about to give to a friend mm-hmm. whose kid is into Lego now that mine isn't right yeah it's, but everything was like you can only build this one thing yeah when I was a kid it was like here's a hundred blue here's a hundred red yes. here's a hundred green go nuts yeah the box had some recommended ideas on it right but now they have what's called builders kits again mm-hmm. and it's like a hundred of each color again yeah. and I like that totally That's because I get stuff. pissed because I'll lose a piece of Lego and I can never build that yeah. set again right my boyfriend's brother is super into Lego and he's part of these like online communities where he can find like so for Christmas last year he got him a, a TIE fighter set or whatever Star Wars thing he got him a TIE fighter set but it wasn't like the licensed one because he's part of these online communities where they like they do their own kit assembly. Jesus. Like they'll basically put like the PDF up, PDF up of all the pieces you need, and then they'll be able to like work between their con contacts to get all these like little specific pieces they need to build whatever project. And for whatever reason, you can still buy it at a lower cost. I guess oh, it's yeah. like sinking time into it instead of money. But zippity zoom in the South End. At one point, they had generic no name Lego, mm-hmm. but they would just have bins of all the different colors and all the different pieces that you could do right so like yeah like if you're missing this or if you have something in your head that you designed Mm -hmm. you could go buy the specific things and it was neat it's like how like at menchi you would like weigh your yogurt and you would pay your lego right you would weigh you would fill a bag and i think yeah you went by like i bought five kilograms of lego that's 850 (laughs) dollars right but you bought what you needed right but yeah like them it was weird just to hear something like lego almost went bankrupt because they were just mismanaged right Oh, I was listening to a podcast just yesterday about Disney almost going bankrupt. And then, like, what would the world be if we didn't have Disney and Lego? There'd be one less evil corporation, I guess. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. No, nor I. <clears throat> they killed my childhood in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> I have one friend who hates that term, too. Because I'll, like, saying that someone killed your childhood. Oh, okay. Because, like, all the great things from my youth have been redone, remade, mm-hmm. or, like, destroyed in my mind right yeah. like the gi joe movies are shit um all the new in my opinion all the new star wars movies are shit yeah right and it's just like ninja turtles they tried to redo but it was michael bay with more explosions i'm like can we just yeah. can we leave a piece of my childhood alone right and just let it kind of is re- nothing sacred right transformers like one of my <laughs> ultimate favorite things right and it's like these are so bad and these movies are made just to show megan fox off like let's yeah. stop well like listening to that podcast was kind of illuminating because they said like like now people think of disney for doing that like recycling already existing properties or like making live action versions of their movies but like they kind of did that back in the day already because they would like before like tvs and vcrs 
like they would just like every couple of years re-release movies into theaters and like release them from the Disney vault. And I remember them doing that with VHS tapes back in the day. Oh like, yeah. It's just out the Disney vault for the first time in however many years. And then everybody buys their kids that because they love that movie. And it just like, it's cradle to grave marketing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny. You brought up the vault. Cause that was a huge thing when I worked at Blockbuster mm. and um, what was it? It was, and it didn't even have to be a good one, but because it was like the rescuers down under. They're like yeah. first time in 10 years that it's been released. So everyone has to own it. Right. And it's yeah. like, it's not one of their greatest movies. Like I get it. But own it before it's gone forever. Fake scarcity. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, but yeah. And they had those shitty white clamshell fucking yeah. things. With like the little holographic corner to show you it was a collector's authentic. edition. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> but it's so weird though. But, I bitch about them, but I have Disney Plus because it's the only way I can sit and watch Star Wars now, right? Oh. In its entirety, like all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, it's weird because I hate the new movies, but Mandalorian's probably my favorite TV show in the last five years. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so well done. Oh. But it just gets memed out because of Baby Yoda. And yeah. he's not even like the best part of the show. They put him in for the memes. Viral marketing. I don't think that they realized what he was going to become because they had no toys. Well, I think it was so smart. Like, because they release it just on a weekly basis, right? Yes. Because it just. So like, you had to keep your subscription. You have to keep your subscription. But then it also, like, extends the life of the Baby Yoda meme. Because instead of, like, finding all the shit in the one binge of it and, like, making all your dank memes at once, it's like, you got to watch next week so you can make the next dank meme. And then Baby Yoda just keeps appearing. Yeah, I just, I honest, because the new, like, episode nine came out around the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And they added two horribly obvious new cutesy little characters. Like, a, have you seen it? Porgs and... There was that little mechanic guy that was so cute that was, like, doing BB-8? all the... No, the little, there was the triangle-headed robot that hung out with BB-8. Oh, yeah, in the new movie? Yeah. Yeah. There was him, and I think they wanted him to become a toy thing. And then there was the little guy who did, like, who erased C-3PO's memory. He was oh, this yeah. tiny little cute guy, right? And I think they they purposely put those two cute new little things in there. I think that was what they wanted to sell. Because they had zero Baby Yoda merchandise for Christmas. I wouldn't put it past Disney to think that was strategic. So really? that it looked like it's organic. It's like, we gotta make Baby Yoda stuff now. People love him. I don't know. Like, it's... Because they went as far as, like, threatening lawsuits with people on Etsy who were, like, knitting Baby Yoda dolls. Yeah. Well, that's Disney. So, like, I think that was just them going, well, we don't have toys of our own. How dare you make something, right? Yeah. So, it's... I don't know. I just... I hate them, but they also make eight bucks a month off me. So, it's... Same thing with Blizzard. I bitch about them incessantly. But I'm also playing WoW Classic because... I like it. I have Amazon Prime and I hate billionaires. Yeah. (laughs) And you're getting my Amazon Prime money with Twitch Prime, right? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for the 250. I don't even know what the cuts are, right? Like, I, at one point I heard it's five bucks for a a tier one, right? Yeah. I, I assume it's 250 each, right? I think so. But it's free money for them. Like, it's weird. Like, how many subscribers are there for every channel across Twitch? Yeah. Like, that's got to be millions mm-hmm. that the streamer's doing all the work and they get 250 every time somebody likes the streamer. Yep. Capitalism, man. 
Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I can see why, like, what is what did Ninja piss off for? Mixer? Yeah. So he took off to Mixer. Um, the two biggest, like, or two of the biggest Blizzard streamers, like a Canadian guy named Disguised Toast. I don't okay. know if you've ever heard of him. No. He got super famous because Conan O'Brien made fun of him and oh. actually brought up his name at cool. some convention. <laughs> Um, but he went to Facebook gaming, but they're throwing money at these people. Yeah. How do you turn down $300 million? But that's the thing. Like he, the like YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Mixer. I think those are the big four, mm-hmm. unless there's another one I'm missing. Yeah, that's but, right. But now they're in bidding wars over these famous people. Mm-hmm. Does, I, like, I don't know how many millions they threw at Ninja to make it worth him throwing away a guaranteed 100000 like his audience isn't the same. There's no way he has a hundred thousand people anymore. No, probably not. But are they? How many millions did they throw at him to oh, do that? Like I, I'm sure it was thirty million, if not more. Right, and it's like, I, I just retire. I like, why put effort into your stream? I wouldn't. Well, PewDiePie quit. Did he? He walked from YouTube to a different platform, or he's just... gone. Good. He's been gone for three weeks. Oh wow. And so now everybody's like, oh, when's he going to come back? And it's like, all of a sudden, the guy who used to edit all of his videos is like, I don't have a job anymore. Can someone help me? And so other channels have picked up this editor guy Aww. to work for them. Like, I don't think you realize, like, when the guy quits, yeah. how many people were underneath his him, right? His team that you don't see. And I don't even know. I don't know if he just got burnt out or if he's done. Like, he's rich. Yeah. Like, you don't. I'm really sick of, like, I don't know, all this controversy. I was getting shit on. Not necessarily undeservedly so, but... I don't even know if I've watched one of his videos in full. Like, I don't... I've never watched it. Like, some of the... Like... I saw a list of the top ten subscribed people on YouTube, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I would have watched one of them. No. Like, it's just... There's no interest for me, right? Like... um, Like, Dan TDM is one that my son watched. And he was... He started when he was a teenager. He made a YouTube channel about playing Minecraft. Yeah. And then he just all of a sudden became the Minecraft channel. Hmm. But then at what point does it become a prison? Because that's what you're doing with your life. And now he's a 27-year-old man. Does he want to play Minecraft yeah. anymore? Yeah. But he has to if he wants the sweet, like, exactly money. Yeah. Got to give the people what they want. Just like Metallica. <laughs> We're going to leave them alone. <laughs> I don't even know the last. Nope, that's a lie. I bought a new, well, new to me. I bought a Jeep and it has CD and cassette in it because oh it's older. Oh my God. And so when I was home at Christmas visiting, my mom was like, get this shit out of my house and gave me my old cassette case. <gasps> and the Master of Puppets cassette is in there. Holy shit. And so I started driving around to the cassette <laughs> of that and things I haven't, like a cassette clicking over. And like, yeah. I can't just next having the to song, fast right? forward yeah like i have to have patience and like timing mm-hmm. to stop it at the beginning of a song and like yeah. that whistle at the beginning of the cassette <laughs> right and i'm just like oh my god but it was time travel right and it's just to see in there because like master of puppets was in there i think dr feelgood was in there like <laughs> quiet riot was in there oh I think. my god quiet riot well that was the first cassette i ever bought that in michael jackson's <laughs> thriller now i'm really showing my age but like <laughs> it's just weird like it's trippy because I'm just like, I'm listening to cassettes. Yeah. Woo-hoo, right. It's like, but how I wouldn't be pumped to watch a VHS movie. You should do like the skit from the fanatic with your son. Be like, 
Yes, this is Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Except be like, this is Motley Crue. I'm curious what he, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't listen to music at all. Like, I think oh. whatever he hears is on the bus ride to school every morning. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't come home and listen to music at all. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, I'm assuming he just knows what Z99 plays. Yeah. But, yeah, like, when I was a kid, you bought cassettes and you just listened to that one yes. over and over yeah. again. And then upgraded to CD and listened to that mm-hmm. one over and over again, right? And it's like... Spotify kind of ruins that, right? Because you just... Yeah, you listen to songs, not an album. Right. And so, is there still an art in making an album a story from beginning to end, right? Like, I guess there's like a resurgence in vinyl, which helps like... That's true. The, 2019 was the first year that vinyl outsold CDs. Only 2019. It finally just surpassed. Wow. I think it's 18 or 19. Because I remember somebody made a big deal that they said that vinyl finally was outselling CDs. Yeah. But HMV all shut down. Like, there's mm-hmm. no one buys CDs anymore. Nope. And vinyl still has that, like, hipster feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have a record player. Yeah. And... Yeah. I need the texture. Yeah. I need to hear the... <laughs> of the needle, right? There is like, something about it, though. It is. It does have a warmer feel to yeah. it, right? Especially if you have, like, good equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, like, when I was home, my mom once again with like the get the shit out of the house stuff there's eight tracks and i'm like <laughs> so like there's a kiss eight track in there which oh was probably the very first music purchase i ever made in my life yeah and so i'm like so i go on amazon i'm like can you even buy an eight track player anymore yeah it's like well, i guess you can but there's a fandom for everything i know but i it's weird like nobody like vinyl is vinyl right mm-hmm. nobody gives a fuck anymore about eight tracks cassettes cds it's that one format that mm-hmm. still is like timeless yeah and it's the first kind of format yeah. right yeah interesting i'm sure there's been like master's theses about this <laughs> a thesis paper yeah why vinyl survived why it's so heartwarming well i get yeah. why the hipsters do it because like they like having the like they'll take a typewriter over a oh god computer like those people right i still like, get vinyls but like that's the only way i buy music anymore like i just have i guess i buy a spotify premium but that's it you need that for streaming though too right no not really i don't hmm. know i'm assuming that that is kind of like an underlying thing that all streamers have to buy because <clears throat> if spotify you, well you have to or else there's ads and you don't want a spotify ad popping up in the middle of a stream right because then it's block does that even work for that yeah i know it works for youtube videos i think it works for spotify hmm interesting because yeah like i'm assuming that's why everyone buys spotify premium that's Mm -hmm. a streamer yeah so they can make their because you can't make playlists without a membership either oh so people can make their own stream playlists and have their own yeah vibe for their stream right yeah but then that was another question I was going to ask because I've asked this of a few people on your video on demands. If there's music in it, it silences it, right? If it's well, it depends. Like the music I listen to has not been uh, like muted. Really? No. Is it because it's not like obvious top 40 music then? Maybe. Or? Like I think Pachi's sometimes get um, muted because he plays like popular K-pop and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. And, and there's certain times when I've listened to, like, more popular music, but only certain songs will kind of get claimed. It's but, strange. But, I yeah, when you look at the VODs, there's always those, like, red sections yeah. that are, like, muted, right? Yeah, and I'm not sure how it's determined. Maybe they can only hear, like, a certain loudness. I'm not sure. Hmm. 
do you get a lot of replay then? Like, do people watch VODs? I've never kind of... More so like the short clips. Um, but yeah, people sometimes go back and watch streams. Hmm. Yeah. I never do because the... Yeah, I always feel like there's always going to be those red chunks. And yeah. I'm gonna, and it's like, well, I'm not going to sit there and lip read. Yeah, yeah. And so I've always wondered if there's like kind of a pull on whether like... But you want the space filled when you're not talking, right? Mm-hmm. And so music is good, but then if it's going to blank out three quarters of your VOD when yeah. you do right I guess if you get enough people in your stream maybe it's worth it to play like popular stuff yeah like the wow guy he yeah. has like popular music blaring constantly right mm-hmm. but he also I think does it because there's people that are actually watching him in real time taking and like taking clips yeah. and putting them on YouTube while he's still alive oh, yeah, yeah. and then getting monetized off of and so he plays popular music yeah. so then it gets demonetized yeah, right that makes sense but then you can't go back and watch his vods either right so it's gotta follow him on youtube diversify the oh platforms there's two <laughs> but, but youtube's so evil now too it seems like they demonetize you in like yeah and honestly the algorithm's creepy right like mm-hmm. i did a little like goofy project for my podcast where like what show it was like there was a sitcom in the 80s and it had like the intro scene was this cheesy song but it was like pictures of all the actors yeah, from like when they like turn over their shoulder and smile. But it was like a picture of them as like a kid and then an adolescent and then a teenager and then oh. a grown up, right? And it did that for the whole cast. So I found that song and I did that for me. Yeah. And made like a fake intro for the podcast on YouTube. And within like three minutes, it's like, this is a like a copyright song. Crazy. You're flagged. And I'm like, that's what the wild. fuck? I'm never going to make another video again in my life anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. But I'm like, that's amazing how fast it recognizes music. Mm-hmm. That is a shitty 1980s sitcom theme song. Yeah. Got to get that three cents to the Well, yeah, and, it's, and it says right in the warning, it's like, this has been flagged that this composer owns this song. So if this video makes any money, it's going to go to them. Yeah. And I'm like, great. No. Cool. Nobody gives a fuck about my Family Matters theme song yeah. ripoff, right? Like, or whatever the fuck it was. So, yeah. Right on. Technology. I feel like I've wasted a lot of your evening. Oh no, not all. But you this can is also fun. see how two hours has gone by. Yeah, totally. That flew by. See, and you were worried that we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Well, I'm glad we're metalheads and <laughs> I know that basic bitches. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent basic it's fucking <laughs> i literally like sit down open my thing open spotify at my desk and it's like all music from the 90s yeah like, that's all i listen to i don't sometimes i'll bridge to 80s but 80s is too like synthy sometimes for yeah. me or poppy right mm-hmm. which is weird because um do you know who men without hats are yeah safety dance right yeah. um i went through a phase where i s- they did a live concert and it was on a DVD, but they took their synth pop stuff and added like a drum kit and a bass and a guitar and made it heavier. Whoa. And it sounded super cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was listening to it all the time. And then he came to town and played at the casino. Yeah. And um, so I went and saw it. And then after I said something on Facebook about going to see it and then the lead singer friended me. Oh. <gasps> And we're still friends on Facebook. And oh it's my like, God. so that's my little claim to fame is like, I'm Facebook friends. And he invited me, not me friending <laughs> him. But it's like the guy who wrote the safety dance friended me on Facebook. Oh and I'm like, God. and it's not like, 
I don't listen to any other synth music at all. It's not my thing, but like, it's just Safety super. Dances. But it's, it's weird. Like, yeah. I don't like, what the fuck does he care about me? But he's like, this guy's talking about my music and still is listening to it. And at the time it was like 2007. So he's like, hello, friend. Such a boomer <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> right. And it's just like, but he's, st- he must make stupid money. Maybe. Guess it's kind of lasted the test of time. I once heard that if you get one number one hit, you never have to work again for the rest of your life from the residuals. Shit. Ooh, and then if you like license it to movies and stuff. Right. Well, his other hit, Pop Goes the World, is in Tide Pod ads. <laughs> and so like you will hear Safety Dance or Pop Goes the World, which are their two biggest songs, somewhere in pop culture at least once every six months. And that's him getting enough money probably to live for a few more years. Man. Like... The reason he went back on tour is because Glee used the safety dance and it made it a thing again. That's what happened to Journey too, I think, with Glee. I think Glee gave Don't a lot of people then. a second shot at yeah. popularity again, right? But then retro became a thing and now it's like men without hats, flock of seagulls. Who else is synth from like, it's like late 70s, early 80s synth pop. They're all on tour constantly now. I just feel like there's just means they're broke like you said about coming to Regina at this stage in your life but it's just it's so funny because like through my generations like the first music I remember is like pop and synth and then heavy metal crushed it because it was the exact opposite <laughs> yeah so it's like you have all this clean disco-y poppy happy music mm-hmm. and then metal came and just crushed it and metal was like dirty but and when you look because every parent thought it was satanic bullshit, right? Yeah. But then when you look past, the lyrics were actually amazing and thoughtful and, like, super cool, right? Like, mm-hmm. whether it was, um, like, oh, my God. I learned about the story of Ed Gein from Slayer. Right, or, like... I learned about the uh, strife between Protestants and Catholics from Megadeth. Yeah, like... <laughs> Or just, yeah, like Holy Wars, the political statements in it, right? Or like In My Darkest Hour was like a very thoughtful suicide song. Mm -hmm. And for like teenagers searching for themselves, like songs like that kind of grab you, right? And Mm -hmm. it's like, so metal was just perfect. And then, yeah, like, but then once again, it flipped and it was grunge. Yeah. And then Then everyone's got sad again. Yeah. And then it went to rap metal. And then everyone was very sad. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know what happened. In the 2000s, I didn't give a fuck anymore, right? So it's like... Yeah, I'm oblivious to, like, current music. (laughs) My Spotify, like, flipped on, like, a random, like, now playlist. And it's just like, I left it because I was busy working. And then my neighbor's like, why are you listening to... Fuck, what the hell's her name now? Um... I can't remember her name. Taylor Swift. That's it. So my neighbor's like, are you listening to Taylor Swift? I'm like, I don't know. The radio's on. And she's like, you're listening to Taylor Swift. I'm like, fuck off. (laughs) Damn you, Taylor Swift. Switch to anthrax and go. Yeah. I need to get my cred back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I listen to some weird shit. So it's like when they come around, I have to like pause my music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it'll be like screaming or fucking whatever. Yep. Yep. I've been there. Nice. Anywho, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. It's I appreciate so nice. it. This yeah. is what podcasting is all about. Cool. It was fun. You're the first one since I put in the more the new setup, the comfy Ooh. couch setup. Yeah, it's vibing in here. And I can tell the mics are working, which is nice. Yep. So, 
Because awesome. yeah, that last one, fuck, it was depressing. Because I had everything set up perfectly and it's like that mic worked, mine didn't, and this didn't. Damn. So you can hear the one artist talking and then you can kind of hear us talking with them oh, in the background. That sucks. And I put it up just because it was like almost three hours of what I thought was amazing. Yeah. It was a nice one where I shut up for mm-hmm. once <laughs> and just let two artists who kind of knew each other that made some pretty cool notoriety yeah. just kind of bounce off each other right mm-hmm. so well fingers crossed <laughs> yeah fingers crossed that i don't get lazy again <laughs> right on thank you thanks